0: Crap going on. It is all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Better late than never, though, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Especially since it's Friday, and it's always that gap, you know, over the weekend. Gotta get those clips out there. Stay productive. And I, it's also the show became a thing where... It's like, I realize a lot of people watch it and then they figure out what, you know, this series of stories, this variety of internet based content, what's going on in the world, what's capturing the, the hearts and minds. There's that piece, but that piece also applies to us here. It applies to me. Like when, when, when I sit down and do this show, then I can sort of compact all those things that are going on i can kind of well learn myself you know what i mean like be be exposed and feel i don't even know if informed is the right word but just like in tune sort of to a certain extent like that frequency of what's going on in the world because it can be really it can start to feel isolating to not be Knowing about what other people are dealing with, whatever it happens to be. I know we started out, it was like, since coming from Unbox Therapy, okay, here's the focus. The focus is going to be about uh, technology products and things like that. And then it was like, wait wait a second. What are the things we talk about? It's Mm -hmm. more diverse than that. Uh, Life, it's more comprehensive than that. There's more to it, especially as you age. You know, I got kids, and then my activities change. And you know, I think interests should change. And it's not to say that you're not you, you're not still going to be interested in the things you've been interested in, but it's 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 to say that other things enter the realm as well. And ever since I started doing this show and like looking more deeply into a variety of categories, I I, I realized some of the. Um, the breadth of those interests and i assume that other people might be going through the same thing i also think that having conversation
1: between even us and the audience is quite uh illuminating Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you stole that from somebody in the chat somebody in the chat a while ago said i find these conversations i find this show to be very illuminating but then they got rid of the eye and they said, Luminating, L-E-W, yes. because yeah. Lou later. yeah. And then they went on to call the group of individuals watching the show and in the chat and in the comments to be the Luminators. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uncomfortable, uncomfortable terminology. Yeah. Nonetheless, magic always happening within the community and always happening in the world as far as happenings are concerned. So we got a wide variety today. You know what's special about today is it's an entire Willy Do episode in the sense that I contributed none of these story selections today. Yeah. Um, I had a very late night last night and an incredibly uh, busy day so far today. And Will was like, I got this. Will was like, I got you. And I was like, really? <clears throat> I was like, you don't even want me to contribute one story? And he's like, no, no, no. I got all of it. I got a whole show. Yeah.
1: I was just like <laughs> when you're trying to touch the mouse. Mm-hmm. Like, Get out of here.
0: And I gotta I gotta be honest, man. Willie do has really grown into this role. I know everybody else has noticed, I don't need to say it. But as far as being the newsman, like with the nameplate on the table. And just the like the general the general thing it used to be a time we were over when the when this set used to be over there and uh, and Will was like don't you don't talk to me Will was like don't ask me a question Will was like don't switch uh, don't imply that the cameras should switch to me and all of a sudden now Will is ordering Broncos for half an hour <laughs> in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I'm not wearing a diaper anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to just, I mean, we just got to shout out that progress right there. I think the people, uh, you know, the people are impressed with that, whatever's going on there. I don't know, maybe your regimen changed. Uh, What would you attribute that
1: to, Will? Um, I think it's important to just have dialogue, conversation, how you and I would chat. And obviously just kind of getting over the nervousness of being live or being on camera. Right. That was a big thing,
0: you know? You were sure. nervous before? Yeah. And you're nervous no more? Nah, I don't know about that, but. It's lovely, man. You love to see it. Anyway. Little steps. Well, no, I mean, yeah, and absolutely. It, that's the truth, what you just said. Yeah. Progress over time. If you, uh, you know, you. A sledgehammer doesn't work for everything. Mm. You can't just, you can't really force it sometimes. Sometimes it's going to just take time, and you got to be comfortable with the fact it's going to take time when yeah. it comes to progress in life in general. And being okay with the challenge. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Challenge fantastic. Uh, People would be surprised at their capabilities uh, with a willingness to face challenge. Mm -hmm. Speaking of challenges, Russia is considering nationalizing Apple and others that left the country. Nationalizing. You know how we had that conversation about McDonald's? Yeah, about uh, sort of eliminating some of the patent or some of the trademark rules so that Russia itself could run these brands that people know and love, mm-hmm. how would they do that with Apple? And
2: I mean, McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's,
0: McDonald's is one thing, yeah. right? If you want to, I don't know, have your local suppliers try to mimic what McDonald's does. I Listen, I'm not saying that that's easy, but I'm saying easier mm-hmm. than Apple. So so let's say you need them to comply to a certain extent because they got to send you the goods. Mm -hmm. The Russian government is moving forward with a plan to nationalize assets. Oh, nationalize assets left behind by Western firms. So this is a little different than what we were talking about with McDonald's. On Thursday, Russian President Vladimir Putin endorsed the plan, which would allow the government to request court orders to impose external management on factories, shops, and other facilities left behind by companies that have fled Russia. In a statement issued in March, Putin's party, United Russia, said the move would prevent bankruptcy and preserve jobs. External management would last... Uh, For up to three months after that, the government would put the businesses up for auction. So some of these foreign companies that Russia is considering for nationalization include Apple, Ikea, Microsoft, IBM, Toyota, McDonald's, and H&M. What's confusing about this or complicated about this is those companies are still supporting their employees in Russia as they would anywhere else in the world. McDonald's, for example, has stated in the past that they're going to to continue paying Mm -hmm. employees in Russia, even with the stores shut down. So by uh, Russia nationalizing these things, even if they went in and assumed those assets or attempted to run those businesses to keep those people employed long-term, at some point there would have to be a handover. At some yes. point they would have to, the companies themselves would have to relinqu- relinquish complete control.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and then Russia, I guess, would be paying or they would be, as it says, eventually auctioning these businesses to whoever would want to run it Mm -hmm. but you would still end up with these bizarro companies that would have no affiliation with the actual company beyond the logo and the physical space and possibly the supply chain. So like Apple doesn't manufacture anything as far as I know in Russia. Mm -hmm. So if they were to uh, take Apple's assets beyond uh, attempting to auction them off, you couldn't get parts, you couldn't, Uh, you know, the assembly's not, like, I don't, you can't really continue to run these companies. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's, maybe, H&M, maybe. Ikea might actually have some amount of its manufacturing in Russia. I know they have manufacturing in many parts of Eastern Europe, so that's possible. Uh, But there certainly are assets there, remaining assets that they could uh, come in and uh, I guess do, do as they please with but i'm not sure i'm not sure that this is going to uh, really satisfy the customers of those companies in those regions it's, it's definitely going to be a different thing might have this might have the same logo but it's probably going to be a different thing sure russia may legalize software piracy as tech and game companies continue to pull out well there's another one man chief just trying to do anything they can to limit the damage here and the public opinion and public perception of the consequences of this war. Mm -hmm. Get rid of trademark protection for companies, foreign companies doing business in the country that people obviously like and frequent and let them pirate the games they actually want instead of losing them completely, which increasingly we've been talking about on the show, the likes of uh, FIFA and NHL. Uh, Activision yeah Blizzard I believe yeah they're out they're out I mean it's a va- it's it's a huge and increasing number of software companies game developers that are exiting that region and some it's it's been kind of a two-tiered approach you have some that are saying no new purchases of of these titles uh, some are going a step further saying no in-game purchases for games you already have like the kind of nerfing the experience of the game. And some said no services. Right. Like the live service. Right. Yeah. So really, again, uh, diminishing the value of, of these types of services. Russia's Ministry of Economic Development has introduced a potential new law called the Priority Action Plan for Ensuring the Development of, Russian, of the Russian economy in the conditions of external sanctions pressure. As reported by Torrent Freak, Ever been on that website? Well, a passage no found in point six point seven point three seems to have big implications for software pi- uh, piracy. Here's the translation: cancellation of liability for the use of software unlicensed in the Russian Federation owned by a copyright holder from countries that have supported the sanctions. So basically, content, property, software within that originates. In regions responsible for recent sanctions. Mm. It's all right to steal that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. they, they reopen Napster. Yeah, no, yeah. they oh, open yeah. the doors.
0: Yeah, it's uh, all the Metallica you want. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited Metallica downloads. Uh, so, like, here's some of the list of things that are tough to get now on that side of things tech software companies like Sony, PlayStation, Twitch, Netflix, EA games. The Witcher devs, CDPR. They're still calling them Witcher devs instead of uh, cyberpunk devs. Yeah, it's like it didn't exist. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, Effectively boycotting the country over the war. The Witcher devs, CDPR is in Poland, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that one makes sense. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I I bet it's already going on, honestly. The pirating? And with with or without this uh, recent law or this recent development with or without, you have to assume that people would have been doing this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to assume that people would have um, immediately gone to the piracy, gone the piracy route if their favorite game. But I don't know how this will affect services because if you get the game is one thing, but certain functions within the game r- are going to require probably that you have an account and mm-hmm. I don't, you're going to have to- Connecting
1: to, to their server. You're going to have to have
0: VPNs to be uh, spoofing your location and accounts, maybe with credit cards associated with other addresses. It just, it's going to be a huge hassle still. It's mm-hmm. not like you push the pri- uh, piracy button and all of a sudden it's the exact same experience you were having with these games prior before the uh, sanctions and bans took place. Yes. The White House is now briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine. With millions getting their information about the war from the platform, the administration wants to get its message to top content creators. Mm, Wow. It's an interesting approach. I think it's, I understand the approach. How do you reach people now? How do you reach young people now?
1: And also to eliminate misinformation and disinformation
0: well sure as long as the white house says this is the information sure, yeah like this yeah. is what's so wild about the information wars keys which keys do you need really where are you going no i got somebody coming in oh okay cool here you go mo's doing a quick audible maybe he'll join us later mo can you give us the word yeah mo's gonna join us later don't you worry. I know that people saw the empty chair and they got very concerned, but look at him. He's he's doing things. He's working. I just want to- Shout out, Mo. So, sort of uh, paint the atmosphere here for people that are not around here. He's running around. He's all the way down there. Then he's back here and then he's over in that corner. He's as active as COVID. He, he'll say, he'll say, remember the other day he went out this door and he said, I'll see you at the table. <laughs> but he went that way. <laughs> he bolts. Yeah. Just like, Wow. And we see him on the security cameras <laughs> full speed. You never know what Mo's up to. But uh anyway, so yes, everybody gets to decide what is the what is the truth in the future. Everyone gets to determine their own truth and they get to call that information and then they get to call everything else misinformation. Yes. And so the difficult part here is uh, determining. It's like I've been it's who watches the watchmen, who decides what is the real stuff and the fake stuff and what does their incentive structure look like and what Mm. side of the spectrum are they on. Uh, In Russia, they're calling what they're putting out information. In Ukraine, they're calling what they put out information. You know the gap between those two uh, platforms? Black and white. You know the truth gap between those two platforms? Uh Whoo, that's a delta. That's the terminology for that. That is a big gap. I'm just, yes. I need to draw it out for people because, well, it's one of the reasons we want to do this show as well. And we have our own version of it. As of we, course, yeah. As we read through the, the web. The Canadian version. It's a, it, you know what? <laughs> so be it. As we read through the internet and we attempt to discern or discover the the connections between this variety of inputs mm-hmm. and then in hopes that that combination of things might actually grant you some insight into some truth. Yes. <sighs> Good luck. Good luck. Sometimes yeah. yes, sometimes no. And people are constantly looking at our sources and saying, well, why are you using that source? Or why are you using that source? And then they say, they're looking at this story right now. We're well, only seeing the Washington Post. They're saying, well, that's Jeff Bezos. Or... God yes. forbid you bring up Babylon uh, B. Uh, well, ne- never mind Babylon <laughs> B. But I'm saying even if you bring up CNN or Fox News, and then people they think that they can discern something about us just from the existence of a particular set of words on a page. Sure. But what we're really doing is is selecting for we're selecting for pages and information that has action. In other words. Other people, tremendous number of other people are interacting with. Mm. That's a key. It's not like we're saying, hey, I wake up in the morning and I read only Fox. No, it's everything because this is what humans are interacting with. And this is how humans are determining their own truth, Mm. their perception of truth. And so by you watching this show and seeing this variety as much as it might bother you to see some source that you frequently disagree with, it's useful to you to know what those people are talking about and how they're perceiving the world because ultimately you will have to work together at some point to coexist. Mm -hmm. By shutting it down and shutting it off, regardless of your perspectives, there's an information gap that you're granting you're saying I'm fine with this information gap. Yes. But you get further apart in that reality. It's also the argument around the banning of people, which doesn't happen too frequently. And then the fact that people get people in groups get siloed off and the enemies grow. And the yes. and the conflict grows as the as the groups get siloed off and Fringe become groups. more radical as the dialogue and interface shrinks. So yes. anyway, I that's this is the Washington oh, yeah. Post, but you're, you will see, I promise you this, you will always see a wide variety of sources on this show from all ends of the spectrum. And then it will be up to you and up to us as we discuss to determine which tidbit or which piece is relevant or important or maybe none of it. But the point is it will always be a breadth and it will always be a snapshot into what humans on earth are interacting with on a given day. And we make mistakes, too. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. No, of course. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, Just to tie everything together with uh, this TikTok thing and White House, um, they are choosing a specific amount of influencers. um, The ones that maybe have a significant following, like uh, this person is Khalil Green, who's a creator on TikTok, has 500,000 followers. And they give and the White House gives them like a little briefing on facts. So even though there's so much information on TikTok about Ukraine and Russia, um, this allows them to maybe be more of a a broadcast for the Gen Z um people. Because I, I guess teenagers aren't really watching
0: cnn or fox news no the absolutely, time, right? absolutely absolutely not tiktok seems to be a teenagers good i mean look at us we don't you don't watch cnn or fox news. yeah i don't so the invitations to the event were distributed tuesday and wednesday mm. khalil green said he wasn't surprised when an invitation arrived in his email inbox people in my generation get all our information from tiktok he said it's the first place we're searching up new topics and learning about things so he figured It made sense that the Biden administration would engage people like him on the platform. What did they say in the briefing? We recognize this is a critically important avenue for uh, the way the American public is finding out about the latest. I'm just curious what they're saying in their actual posts that have been prompted. Okay. So here's one of them. All right, go ahead and play one.
2: Hey folks, so I just had the pleasure of joining a White House briefing with a senior official from the National Security Council. And I wanna talk to you about what America is doing to help Ukraine because it's important to spread accurate information here. And let me just quickly say, as someone who has family in Ukraine, I am very grateful for what America has done thus far. So first off, the United States has provided a significant amount of militaristic as well as humanitarian aid to Ukraine. Hundreds of billions of dollars have already gone to Ukraine and there will be more. Next, we are seeing the United States sanctions on Russia work. Russia's economy is in free fall. The ruble is at its lowest point in a very long time, and the country is on the brink of default and Finally, the United States is publishing a significant amount of previously classified information that was since declassified in order to debunk Russian misinformation and keep the public and Ukraine aware of what's happening. Remember, the United States didn't cause this war. Russia did
0: wow hmm. I mean it it uh almost seems like a script maybe yes very tight there's
1: other examples here
0: okay give us one more
2: here are the three most important bits of the white house briefing that me and a bunch of other
0: creators just attended first if russia uses chemical biological or nuclear weapons in ukraine the united states will take escalatory steps we don't know exactly what that means, but it won't be good for Russia. His eyes. Second, Russia are oh, not yeah. happy High with the invasion, and it's really impacting Russia's ability to make progress in this war. Third, Russia is not going to win in Ukraine. Things have gone
2: so badly for them that it's just not possible anymore.
0: Jeez, like what? <laughs> Holy. Yeah, this guy's heavy. Third, Russia is not going to win in Ukraine. There are many things that have happened that have made that impossible. It's like, really?
1: That's so concrete, isn't it, Will? It is very uh really uh straightforward. It's
0: interesting. It's very interesting
1: strict in his communication. Yes,
0: it's interesting. The angle here. Now I can't uh, I mean it's very hard to to uh it's complicated. Like there's, there's all there's a a, a a big incentive set here to try to get this message out in a format, a direct format like this to gather support, to um, uh, from a po- uh, po- political bonus points for uh, you. Here you have a cause that has ca- uh, captured the attention of v- a variety of generations. Mm. And you have an opportunity here to uh, speak to those generations as an administration. Uh, how do you choose in their
1: in their platform to in their you, language?
0: How do you choose your what their message will be or what their script will be? Uh, it, you know, how do you say in your briefing things like Russia has lost? I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like. I don't have as much, uh, you would you would hope the administration has more insight than I do, but I consider conflict and war to be a mm, a chaotic and unpredictable event. Now, and I assume there's others that would consider it the same. Maybe they have some, maybe the administration has some insight that I don't will, that this thing is already over. Yeah. They, they have intelligence. I don't, what can I say about it? But it did seem... My, my main comment, my main takeaway with those clips is it seemed extremely concrete and direct. Yeah, there's no budging. So, Or even their opinions. So it's not your typical influencer scenario, right? You know, we work with, I mean, we don't work with the White House, but we work with brands. And you know how we're always, we're always pushing to say, no, let, like, we want to do it in our way. We want to do it. We want to speak sure. about it in 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 a real, in the real way we would speak about it, mm-hmm. like please get your script out of my face type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to think if I got a call from the White House, I don't think they're calling me, first of all. Yeah, but I try to think how I would feel about that if they 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 gave me these points or a script. I don't. I'm not saying these people had a script, but I'm saying the way they delivered the message uh even if they were just reflecting on the presentation they sat in front of and maybe they just took notes or whatever yeah uh they were they didn't really question or interpret the information they got they just released it they got it and released it Mm -hmm. so like a one pager get it release it Mm -hmm. Sort, sort of like an apple launch That was, that, that? that was oh, a okay. joke. That was an embargo joke. That was an... Anyway, never mind, Well, <laughs> went past me. That was an embargo joke. I see. But how they're like, you can say, you can do this, this, and this right now, no full reviews to it, and you, you know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You can't pick and choose.
0: There's restrictions on what you can and can't say. Facebook allows... Oh, this one is also wild. Speaking of information warfare... Who sent this? Uh, I think, was it Vin? Oh, was it? Yeah, I think that... This is is wild. This is on Reuters. This is Facebook allowing war posts urging violence against Russian invaders. So typically, these social media would have very strict rules around the inciting of violence or the encouragement of violence. Any violence. It would just be rules. And then you get into these um, scenarios, like an active war or an active invasion conflict and all of a sudden it's well that's those people's reality whoever is there there's there they are now exposed to violence and here they have this social media where presumably they still communicate about what their lives are like about invasions and about violence and about attacks and so forth and then facebook has to come in and kind of decide how that fits into their typical terms and how those terms would shift or skew or change to meet this new criteria of this new reality meta platforms will allow facebook and instagram users in some countries to call for violence against russians and russian soldiers in the context of the ukraine invasion according to internal emails seen by reuters on thursday in a temporary change to its hate speech policy so there's a policy that exists about it These words or this incitement, and we've heard about it with other platforms. And there's similar policies when it comes to things like doxing. Uh, Special times call for special measures, Mm. I suppose. And all of a sudden it's like, well, time for reconfiguration. This
1: is deeply uh, disconcerting. Allowing some countries to call for violence to Russians... Russian so- soldiers. Not uh, countries, individuals. Individuals. What if this, like when this thing is over, this invasion, based on what people are saying within Meta, will other people interpret Russians a different way? I'm just talking about Russian citizens
0: even. Oh, for sure. Man, it's... it's In a
1: negative light.
0: The, uh, the impact of this thing... You have the war in the immediate sense. You have the conflict in the immediate sense. You have the uh, physical consequences of war taking place right now. The psychological consequence of war is generations, generations, Mm. right? You've seen it play out time and time because the residual, the psychological residual of having gone through these experiences and violence works, violence is deep, man. It's the worst. It is the worst. And so you're right. If, if we are bombarded with this violence and people are, are um, interpreting this violence from, from th- their own perspective and tr- coming to their own conclusions about how this happened or what this means, then some, a percentage, a portion, are going to use it as fuel possibly against people who don't necessarily deserve it or who mm-hmm. aren't directly connected to it. It's totally possible. As a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we have temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate our rules like violent speech, such as death to Russian invaders. We still won't allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians. So they're saying, it's, you know what this is like? This reminds me of a self-defense laws. When they say when you can't, like, you, you obviously cannot punch somebody in the face. can't walk up to somebody and punch them in the face. Mm. If they open your front door and start uh, stealing things out of your fridge, you can. well, that's, you're defending. Mm-hmm. Or if they, if they're, they're threatening bodily harm or, or they're holding you down, uh, it's within your, it's within your rights to fight back. In those scenarios. And so I think what the their angle is, is if it's a military invasion, you have a right to defend yourself. And you have a right to post, post about defending yourself, I presume. Mm-hmm. Or you have a right to post calling on others to defend themselves. Uh, it's an interesting... This is an internal memo, so who knows if they'll modify this. But it's interesting the one, the speech, and the quote that they chose death to Russian invaders that that would normally violate their rules but it sounds like that exact statement would not violate their rules in this new scenario. Mm. So I guess the key word there is invaders. If it said death to Russians hate speech. Yes. Death to Russian invaders acceptable. But you see how squirrely it gets with monitoring this and uh determining what is and isn't, but you have to imagine, Will, when you have something so visceral, when you're engaged in active war, when you are under attack, when you are, when the pressure is being applied to you like that, how you might act
1: Yeah, as this, a
0: civilian, if you were a civilian in Ukraine right now.
1: This you, could be a, a war cry, you know, with, you know, a group of members that uh, we're fighting the war.
0: Man, you, you 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 think about the internet and you think about typical social media overreaction, right? This uh you suck KYS. You know what I'm saying? Like the typical, oh God, this is so uh overboard.
1: And also very rudimentary.
0: But then you realize there are there are a number of scenarios in life. Or the the you know potential scenarios where that can be a real daily experience of a, a tangible daily experience that the 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 motivation to get up and to defend your country mm. it's uh, heavy stuff mm-hmm. and 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 social media man making yeah. these rules. I don't want to be I don't want to be Mark. No. <laughs> be, you, no can, well, you can you can write that. You can't write that and then the global consequences. Twitter's the same. You look at the stuff going on Twitter right now. Uh-huh. YouTube's the same. You see stuff going on YouTube right now. Yeah. You, Ukraine details what crypto donations are being spent on. The War Torn Nation says it has spent the nearly 100 million in crypto it has received to buy bulletproof jackets, helmets, food, and more. Mm-hmm. 100 million in crypto, that's not nothing, Will. It's something. Here we see some of their outfits. I mean, on some level, war, like other things, is uh, not on some level. A major way. It's economic. It's It's who's got the funds, who buys the stuff. From March 1, the war-torn nation has used crypto donations to buy 5,500 bulletproof jackets, 410,000 packed lunches. 500 ballistic plates for bulletproof vests, 3,125 thermal imagers and optics, 500 helmets, 3,427 medicines, and 60 walkie-talkies, according to Bornyakov, who I presume, Hmm. Alex Bornyakov, Ukraine's deputy minister in the Ministry of Digital Transformation. Oh, he's another one inside the, digital transformation ministry mm-hmm. they've been talking about. That's why he's the crypto guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he told CoinDesk that some of Ukraine's weapons suppliers are accepting payments directly in crypto, but he could not reveal what military equipment was being bought because of national security concern. Directly in crypto. Yes, we will accept your crypto. Yeah. You want the vest? Directly. You want the vest? We accept the crypto. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Potential Chelsea buyers told they can approach... UK government, Nick Candy and Hans-Jörg Weiss among interested parties before owner Roman Abramovich sanctioned. So this is prior, I suppose, to the most recent development as far as the sanctions are concerned that seem to prohibit him from selling at the moment. Yeah. But there were interested parties prior to that. Uh, Billionaires interested in buying the Chelsea Football Club have been told to approach the UK government with potential takeover proposals after the sanctioning of his current oligarch owner. Okay, so even after, it seems that now they have to go to the UK government to see if it's okay. Hey, can we even do this? Mm. Fearing the threat of sanctions, Abramovich 55 had been rushing to sell the club for more than $3 billion, drawing interest from the British property magnate Nick Candy. Swiss billionaire Hans-Jörg Weiss US private equity billionaire and Crystal Palace shareholder Josh Harris and the American part owner of the LA Dodgers Todd Boley. on Thursday the government froze Abramovich UK assets including Chelsea FC and a portfolio of luxury properties including a 150 million pound mansion yards from Kensington Palace West London a mansion will worth 150 million pounds British pounds and uh, and a 30 million pound three-story penthouse overlooking Stamford Bridge. Uh, those are some properties, aren't they?
1: Yes. And uh, you, they, you can't sell it. It's on hold. These $3 billion teams, like it's just, it, it really makes me think like, okay, I can sell you this phone, right? Yeah. But it's a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it gets to a certain threshold, millions, maybe billions, somehow it's not under your control anymore and you can't sell it. Well, at least not now.
0: Well, you have like companies and acquisitions and things which at a certain scale, they require some sort of government approvals because they have such a major economic impact. Yeah. Uh, But normally he would be allowed to do this. The difference in his case is that all these assets are in question now as a consequence of these sanctions. And so there's an extra level of scrutiny, Mm -hmm. same as their yachts, same as their jets. And so- Even though he owns them. Right, because because what's under scrutiny is the way in which the funds were secured in order to own those things, and the potential beneficiaries of a sale, Mm. right? If there's close connections to the Putin government, and yet you are discouraging what that government is doing, if this guy's allowed access to his $3 billion in assets, that's a significant chunk of money that could make its way back into the battlefield in one way or another. I'm not saying that that's what he's going to do. In fact, he had said that if he can sell the the team, then the proceeds were going to go towards uh, victims of the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Although even that terminology was like- Who really knows? Which victims? Yeah. So it was probably finely tuned and worded However, they're kind of in a holding pattern. In the meantime, they're sort of freezing these assets, waiting to investigate. And, but yet, this, you know, football is huge in the UK. And to have a holding pattern going on for one of the most important franchises is a difficult proposition. Is $3
1: billion for the Chelsea Football Club, is it like a steal of a
0: deal? Or no. is it expensive, or it would be? I, th- I believe that it would be the largest uh, sports franchise sale ever. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, with inflation and popularity and things, these numbers have been going up. Hmm. Uh, but I don't. The, some of the reports I was hearing when the price was originally listed at three billion was more like two and a half. There would have been negotiations. Hmm. But. No, three three billion is a big number. Don't fool yourself. Okay, yeah. YouTube is now blocking Russian state-funded media worldwide. RT and Sputnik have been blocked in Europe for over a week. So they started by blocking them in Europe, those two uh, state-funded networks. And I guess now they've uh, extended that block to the world. Mm -hmm. YouTube says it will start to complete completely block YouTube channels funded by the Russian government after it blocked channels like RT and Sputnik in Europe earlier this month. The company also announced that it would be removing content about the Russian invasion of Ukraine that denies, minimizes, or trivializes well-documented violent events. So we're getting back into the information, misinformation scope that YouTube will aim to determine the documentation of events, the accurate documentation of events, and the inaccurate documentation of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know to what extent, with what level of uh, observation or or uh, oh you know they they have they they transitioned a lot into human review. Even us on this show, we talk about the, these uh, subjects, and you would see certain clips where they want to have a human review on those clips to take a look at it and see what we're saying. Now, as I went through earlier in this show about sort of what our approach is, our approach is to uh, display that breadth of information and uh, the sort of variety of exposures that a typical person would be having. We aim to, to, to showcase that. And, but we we always have to be careful about claims, claims and disclaimers and so forth to uh, accurately represent our actual level of knowledge. Like, hey, this is, we're like you. We're trying to make sense of this thing. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: There is no agenda other than trying to do that for ourselves and for the people watching. Like we... And it would be the approach with the cameras turned off. It's always my approach to this stuff, even with the cameras off. Mm-hmm. Not trying to, uh, I'd say that's a thing that's actually changed for myself over time is, you know, granting a little bit more space for consideration and, and, and really trying to not let your preconceptions determine your uh, availability when it comes to uh, exposure to to coverage or Im- information in general. Anyway, so YouTube is going to aim to do this themselves, which of course is going to be controversial for people that disagree. It's going to be controversial for people that don't trust YouTube to do a good job of this. It's going to be controversial for those that prefer to see uh, unregulated social streams of information. Uh, but obviously YouTube feels, and, and you got to remember about YouTube, you got, and social media in general, these are platforms that, where their business model is predicated on advertising.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And as much as these statements may have an altruistic feel to them, it's important to note that not just youtube but all the people on youtube as well all the businesses on youtube all your favorite content creators that the vast majority a majority of those uh, enterprises are also in some way connected to an advertising model not all of them and uh therefore there are these uh, outside external inputs that and and and, and um objectives and there's so they, they there's going to be requests from these groups to not be associated with certain types of things oh the channel there you go channel's not available in the country and they're going to make requests and then businesses are going to respond mm. other businesses are going to say okay see what we can do and it's going to be really sensitive it would be a shame will if all of a sudden we couldn't talk about what we want to talk about yeah But hopefully that's never the case. Hopefully it's the way you talk about it instead of just the ability to talk about a subject in general. That would be terrifying. Mm -hmm. Don't say gay, Bill. Florida Senate passes controversial LGBTQ school measure. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has signaled he would sign the bill, which would ban classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary schools.
1: Yeah, so this law was passed um, two days ago.
0: It was passed? It passed the state house last month. It heads to the Republican governor who has previously expressed support for it. So he's got to sign off on it. This is uh, um, American politics here. I I guess so it it goes from the state house and then to the governor. And then at that point, It's done deal, or is there any other... uh, Let's see. This is going to endanger the safety of our LGBTQ students and adolescents. Senator Annette Taddeo, a a Democrat, said during Tuesday's debate, we will not stop until this state moves forward and actually values everyone in it, everyone no matter their sexual orientation. Parental Rights in Education Bill, which was passed in both legislative bodies... So the bill is called Parental Rights in Education. Mm -hmm. Um, has added fuel to the latest American culture war, which has put students in its crosshairs with a combination of book bans, pride flag removals, and bills targeting LGBTQ youth. The measure has even grabbed the attention of international newspapers, Hollywood. Honestly, the the only thing I saw about this, I saw it this morning, was Mark Hamill and Ben Shapiro going back and forth on Twitter. Oh. Oh. That it, it just, it was, it was, uh, uh, uh the these were very popular tweets, right. like they, yeah. a, very, a lot of, uh, activity on those tweets. I believe Mark Hamill, he just tweeted the word gay like a bunch of times. Okay. And then, um, and then Ben Shapiro quote tweeted him and then he quote tweeted Ben Shapiro. That, I'm, I'm not and sure why I'm telling you this. I'm just saying that's how I was exposed to it. Uh, I'm not surprised. It's obviously a um, a controversial topic or else we wouldn't have. Like, I mean, look, Mark, Mark Hamill's tweet here, his, wh- what is this? This is a double quote tweet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, 33,000 retweets, 327,000 likes, um, almost 6,000 comments. And let's see Ben Shapiro's interaction. Actually, click on the tweet that was being quoted. Yeah, that one. I think it's a screenshot. Oh, it's a screenshot. Well, I guess you got to go to his account. But we're, I guess, what we're trying to do here is get some sort of a sense of how these communities are interacting with one another at the moment, or not, or refusing to interact with one another. Uh, it's not a surprise where these, uh, like, uh, that this topic. Has yielded such far apart types of um, support or lack thereof. Hmm. Was it a while ago? Or do you, you have to do replies? Or did he delete the tweet? He might have deleted. Interesting development. Three hours ago,
1: he deleted the tweet. No, this is a uh, this. I'm on replies right now.
0: You best be sure about it, Will, before you make the claim. I'm on it. So you I think it's, it you're that. going on the record and saying it's deleted, which is interesting. That's why there's a screenshot. It must be. I'm guessing. But the screenshot would have had to be at a moment when it was up, or someone could have sent the screenshot. Oh, possibly. maybe it was a while ago because it was tweeted March 8th. That was uh, three days oh, ago. Oh, and then. When the bill past and then his latest i would probably have to go back more yeah 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 yeah. i got you but anyway so ben shapiro says no indoctrination of small children into gender and sexual ideology and mark hamill says uh obviously disagrees with that he says hi ben i love mind reading acts now guess which finger i'm holding up Hmm. i suppose that's his way he's holding the middle finger Yes, he the meta- probably is. The metaphorical middle finger up to Ben Shapiro. So you have a disagreement in place. Mm, different, you have a different position on this. And you have a, a, a government that has one point of view and you have some, you have the public, a percentage of the public that has a different point of view. This bill says parent says, parents, your right to raise your children does not end when they walk into a classroom. This bill recognizes that parents are not the enemy. That's from Republican Senator Danny Burgess. Uh, The measure bans classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Oh, so they're only talking about kindergarten through third grade, I guess. Oh, wait a second. It also prohibits such teaching in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students, which critics say could be interpreted to extend to all grade levels. Okay, so I guess there's... A couple different elements there that have proven to be controversial. Uh, what can I say? I don't. I don't think this one's going away. I think people are going to continue to dis- disagree on this. Like as and and the uh, evidence for me is what you're seeing on Twitter and what you're seeing in uh, in these states. I saw people on Twitter calling for companies like Disney and others to pull out of Florida. Yeah. As a, as a, re- oh, you have the story. Yes. Uh, Disney censors same-sex affection in Pixar films, according to a letter from employees. Oh, this is different from what I saw. Oh, I okay. saw the, I saw the public calling for certain companies to punish Florida for this uh, recent uh, bill that's going on. But anyway, of course, that's what's going on. That's how social media works. It's uh, very divisive, not all the time but Mm -hmm. you have uh this 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 topic has some pretty strong um support and some pretty strong resistance yeah it's a lot of back and
1: forth um disney being part of florida yes disney world disney world um and pixar films i think uh under disney uh, there seems to be a, a lot of a big LGBTQ community there in the Pixar um, uh, industry mm-hmm. or Pixar company. Okay. And um, they actually called out the uh, CEO of Disney, Bob Chapek.
0: Okay, so this is employees at the company that are signing some type of petition. Mm hmm. Uh, in a statement attributed to the LGBTQIA. That thing, that keeps getting bigger, doesn't it? it? sure does, yeah. Empl- employees of Pixar and their allies obtained by Variety. Employees of the animation studio allege that Disney corporate executives have demanded cuts from nearly every moment of gay affection, regardless of when there's protests from both the creative teams and executive. So presumably these things have existed in Pixar films and then it gets to the higher ups and then they end up cutting it out. They're uh, cutting
1: it out now. Um, there are certain scenes in Pixar movies okay. that need to be edited out for worldwide
0: release. Oh, for different regions. Yeah. The stunning claim is part of a wider reaction to the company-wide memo sent to Disney employees by CEO Bob Chapek on Monday regarding his response to the recently passed... Oh, so it does have to do with the legislation in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to the Pixar letter, the claim is at odds with the employees' experience of trying to create content Okay, so trying to create content. So I don't think it ever made it into any of these films.
1: Uh, There were a few examples here. Oh, okay. The 2020 fantasy film Onward, which features a Cyclops (laughs) police officer named Spectre, (laughs) which is a woman, and she said that, uh, uh, let me
0: see. It's not easy being a new parent. My girlfriend's daughter got me pulling my hair out, okay? Okay. But the movie was banned in Kuwait, Oman, Qatar. Well, <laughs> is this really hard to understand? Is this really all that complicated? Yeah, Disney wants the movie absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they make business decisions that I guess are at odds with per- people's uh, 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 values. Yeah. And But it's not surprising. Kuwait... Like, the same year Pixar released a short film out on Disney Plus about a gay man who struggles with coming out to his parents, Uh, the latest Pixar animated feature, Turning Red, debuts on Disney Plus on March 11th.
1: Yeah. Which is weird. I I believe that it's a bit weird if they cut it for American release.
0: Well, but I don't think that's what they're stating here, is it? And now maybe, maybe... That's what the title states disney censors well no it doesn't say that disney censors same-sex affection for pixar films but will they
1: eventually based well, on this I, bill i, I in think florida. you're i
0: think you're allowed oh I, I don't think that bill in florida affects affects uh well i guess it would i mean it could influence their decisions as far as but that's so hard to figure out right like yeah. which decision is creative which decision is business which decision is regional which decision, it might be easier for them to cut it out if they are interested in global release and if they look at their economics and they mm. say, well, China represents this and sure, yeah, this region represents that. And so it's a lot of factors that are going into this decision-making process. It's not as simple as... Um, It's not as simple as groups want it to be. They want it to be simple and say, well, too bad, so sad, Uh screw the the places or regions or people that don't like a certain thing. But it's just that point of view is uh, lacking some degree of consideration or it's a very kind of uh, confrontational point of view now there are plenty of things that people believe in that they are willing to fight for. And that's completely within people's rights as well to make a case for that. Mm -hmm. And it's also completely within people's rights to start their own animation company and tell any stories they want Mm -hmm. without being under the thumb or control of companies like Disney as well.
1: It is unfortunate that uh, these films are censored in other regions because Pixar is known to be very uh liberal and freeing of many
0: is it? I think so. What it name a okay, so I've seen Pixar films. Like Toy Story, for but example. What, to- like, what, what happened? What, what, what happened to Toy Story? Like,
1: who would watch that and be like, I'm offended compared to like many other movies that's out there? It seems like it's the most minimal. In terms of inf- offending anyone. I
0: know, but the argument here but is... But yet
1: they still have to make hard decisions like these. You can't escape it.
0: I know, but but I think this call is actually the opposite of that. They're saying that Disney should take a chance on edgier stuff. And by edgier, I don't... Okay, maybe that's the wrong terminology, but that Disney should take a stand on certain, um, uh, on certain topics, even if people don't like it or disagree that disney shouldn't is too generic they're mm. too safe they're too toy story sure that's the actual argument argument so but that's it's tough man it's uh where can where else can you place these demands onto companies and you know what if people said mcdonald's isn't doing enough for this group or that group it's uh, it's a very difficult thing to police. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, it ends up being up to Disney and Disney has to figure out the benefits and drawbacks from their perspective, whatever their beliefs happen to be at the top of it. And also whatever approach they have to a business and, and uh, their strategy around release and managing the variety of regions they hope to get into. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually what's going on. And then employees are going to have to decide if they don't like those decisions, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do about it, whether it's striking or quitting or uh, like I said, or starting up their own or or attempting to work for a group that they feel where they feel that they are. uh... Now, it's tough to say that because Disney's a powerhouse, cultural powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So I think probably the approach here is uh, is seen as the more potentially effective one that forced Disney to change as opposed to the alternative, which is a very daunting or uh, what would you say uh, um, ambi- like really ambitious thing to try to produce a piece of content that would be, so good without the machine of disney that it would somehow get in front of people I mean, it's, it's harder than ever to get mm-hmm. something in front of people in the current media landscape so this is it'll come down to numbers man it'll come down to numbers within disney and what the beliefs and what the uh position of employees within disney is the bottom line it'll come down to the bottom line yeah and i hear you and they're gonna have to it's hard to even know your own company, right? When you're at that scale, to know, okay, how badly do we have to do this? Like how many people want us to tell this other story? Or how many of us, how many people here don't want us to do that mm-hmm. kind of thing? And uh, this happens in, in, once groups get large enough, this happens. You get groups inside of groups. Yeah. That's, what, that's inevitable. Group politics. Good luck to all uh, parties involved. Oh, this is not working. Okay, here we go. Apple's Apple CEO Tim Cook slams deeply. Oh, yes, I saw his tweet. Yeah, I saw this his will be tweet. the
1: end of the uh, the don't say gay bill.
0: There's a whole section. Where is is that, Where story. what is that? Don't it's not. It's the bill. It's not called that. Uh, are you sure? Well, I thought I read Maybe
1: that's just um the way that like it's easier to digest. I
0: uh, almost feel like it was, no? I don't know. It seems like they've oh. the measure dubbed so some dubbed. I don't know who I don't know who called it that. I believe the official name of the bill the Parental Rights and Education Bill, but anyway, okay. Right. You're right. Okay, cuz 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 you got me confused for a second there. Can you you can say There's no bill that can stop you from saying gay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway, okay. I guess it's it's just easy to uh, remember.
0: It rhymes. Sure, yeah. (laughs) It rhymes. Yeah, uh, Tim Cook is a famous person who also happens to be in the uh, LGBTQ... I was going to put Q, but now they just put plus there. Yeah, now it's different. Whatever. It's because... In a headline, you run out of space, and and they're just like, if I think you can put the, oh, it's a character. I think you can put the plus at any point, really. Well, maybe not any point. You probably have to have those four, and then you can put the plus. Anyway, uh, he's a, he's describes himself as a proud member of the uh, LGBT plus community, and he put out a tweet today. And hopefully, you can bring up the actual tweet. I'll just I'll just read it. As a proud member of the LGBT. BTQ plus community I am deeply concerned about laws being enacted across the country he doesn't actually name he doesn't actually name Florida interesting particularly those focused on our vulnerable youth I stand with them and the family's loved ones and allies who support them uh 25,900 likes how many followers does he have that's kind of curious I feel like that tweet would have blown up more. Thirteen million. Mm-mm. Only only twenty nine hundred retweets.
1: What do you think, Will? Yeah, that's uh that's very little.
3: Hmm.
0: Nineteen hours ago. Hmm. Twenty twenty-five thousand likes, seven hundred replies. Let's read some of the replies. I'm always curious in the volume, like the public perception. People vote with their interactions. It doesn't... Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Here's the top tweet underneath. says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but nowhere in the don't say gay bill does it say the word gay. It doesn't target or even mention LGBT, nor does it prohibit being saying gay in school. It simply says no... Classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity, kindergarten to third grade. And then you have another. Uh, you have another uh, high-profile tweet as a proud parent and ally of the community. I stand with you, Tim Cook, and the community, their families, loved ones, uh, and fellow allies. Hmm. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I was surprised by the amount of interaction. I just thought like Tim Cook, as far as as far as open supporters and high profile people, he's kind of that guy. I mm-hmm. thought, but I might be blind because of that being in the tech community and his level of prominence. But uh, this is always interesting to me is the story zoomed out as far as how humans are really interacting with these controversial topics. As opposed to getting too deep into why a particular group uh, believes one thing over another, like this is going to be forever for humans that we will have differing points of view, and we probably should have different differing points of view mm-hmm. in many cases in order for there to be some kind of uh, uh, alternative approaches to things. You know, sure. That 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 maybe that's not such a bad thing that many different people. Uh, I mean, within reason, obviously, without harming other people, obviously, yes. directly, indirectly in certain ways. Um, but then when you zoom out and you try to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, let's look at large scale populations and sort of move outside of ourselves and our knee jerk reaction to something that we read. What are What are humans really doing with this? Like, how big of a deal is this? It's interesting to me. And the reason it is is because it's more definitive. In other words, we can say we have, a, we have a record now of his tweet and the amount of interactivity with it from a volume perspective. Now, let's give people, like, some sort of reference point. And I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm trying to just showcase... How scale and the medium here plays a role in determining what people are actually talking about and how much people care about things or how many people care about things Hmm. via social media interactions.
1: But also, he's not a communicator on Twitter as well. He doesn't tweet a lot. Does that make a difference? Sure, it does.
0: All, All these factors make a difference. Like you're saying it wouldn't be fair to compare him to Elon Musk, for example. No, because he doesn't even have conversations here.
1: He doesn't tweet a lot.
0: Mm, mm. Well,
1: that's... I think I mean, are you lodging a effect. separate criticism? Um, No. I just think this tweet maybe is, is justified. The it, amount of interaction. Maybe that maybe. tweet
0: is performing good enough for his... Did he tweet about Ukraine? I want to compare to U- Ukraine. LGBTQ plus to Ukraine. I don't know if you're going to be able to find it, but I'd be curious. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. February. Oh, damn. He didn't, he didn't. I thought he did. Tweet about Ukraine. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm deeply concerned with the situation in Ukraine. We're doing all we can. 3,761 retweets, but it has had more time. And 43,000 likes. Mm -hmm. It has had more time.
1: It is a better tweet in terms of interactions. (laughs) No,
0: no. What do you mean? It's a hotter tweet. It's a hotter tweet. Yeah. Yeah, but it has had more time. We have to check up on this later on to see. And there's other factors, by the way, like trying to analyze data. Mm. Good Lord. That's why why algorithms are employed and not willing myself. But, (laughs) but... Uh, you you can gather insights. You just have to understand the beginning, like what you can actually derive from it and where the limitations live. Because maybe Tim Cook just has three to 4,000 super fans that retweet everything that he says. Uh Do you know what I'm saying? Uh And that there wouldn't be much discrepancy in what the content actually is. I realize I'm in the weeds here, but I'm very interested in media and I can't help it. I hear you. I really care about what people care about. Mm. If people care about it, I want to know how much they care about it or how many of them care about it. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Spotify says Joe Rogan not to blame as it loses 1.5 million subscribers. 1.5 million subscribers seems like a lot. Well, can you guess
1: why? Uh, Ukraine? COVID? Um, they say it's because of Russia.
0: Oh, Russia. Okay. So, uh, Streaming giant Spotify is bracing for a loss of 1.5 million paying subscribers in the first quarter of 2022. It says Joe Rogan is not to blame. Rogan has faced backlash. We're well aware of this. We've covered it many times. However, the company revealed its decision to suspend its premium service in Russia amid its invasion of Ukraine. Has had more of an impact, according to Variety. The information was shared by Spotify CFO Paul Vogel as he spoke at Morgan Stanley's 2022 Technology, Media, and Telecom conference on Wednesday. Though he didn't directly name the former Fear Factor host, <laughs> who describes Fear it?
1: Factor, <laughs> <Who> describes <it? laughs> from like 1991. That
0: is so irrelevant at this point. It's very strange. Vogel did allude to the fur sparked by the Media Personalities podcast. Um, however, the true impact of the numbers appears to have come from its suspension of services in Russia, with Vogel stating that Spotify was previously trending toward adding 8 million total users, including 3 million paying subscribers in the first quarter of 2022 after Russian military attacks. So what? They're saying they had a million subscribers in Russia? I'm surprised. No, I, I don't think they're even saying that specifically. I don't. This is very hard to connect.
1: Yeah. Uh, There might be other factors, but they said that Russia, the lack of subscriptions is the main. uh,
0: Appears to have come from its suspension of services in Russia. Okay. Well, listen, uh, they're saying it. (laughs) They are. They're saying it. So I presume they have uh, the data, the evidence necessary. And it's
1: not the guy from Fear Factor.
0: To suggest, yeah, that 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 if it, that it isn't the guy that from Fear Factor that causes, although I'm sure people are going to read into this however they want to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have, you will certainly have people from the hashtag group that were uh, canceling Spotify from the uh, Neil Young call that came out at one point, and mm-hmm. then others that followed suit afterwards. Um, but who knows? I mean, he may have been adding subscribers that whole time. Yeah, People may have been bringing more attention to him at that time. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm sensing a trend here, Will. You don't necessarily know what you're doing talking about these things. It's It all ultimately comes down to the individual on the other end and how they want to see it. You may be amplifying a signal that you don't even necessarily agree with. It's possible. That's true. When it comes down to human decision-making and influence and all these things, Will. I I hear you. Do you hear me well? I don't
1: know if you hear me. I do. I'm just trying to make sure that the browser doesn't explode right now.
0: Yeah, you're hitting the browser hard yeah. uh, with the internet. You're doing internet things on the internet. Yeah. Tesla is tripling your Model Y delivery time if you don't add on the $12,000 FSD option. Ooh, tactics. Mm. Uh, they, I mean, this stuff exists all over the place. Like... uh. Isn't Rivian gonna build their most expensive ones first and to fund the cheaper ones? Yeah, exactly. To to and to get more money in your pocket now, just in general, mm-hmm. pay your pay your bills. Uh, uh, a recent update to Tesla's website configurator reveals it is interesting because I know you're a big configurator guy, Will. Yes, you spend way too much time in there, and it is interesting how there's like there's little tidbits in there if you're paying attention. Oh, I picked this option. What did it do to the uh, other options that are grayed out now? Or what did it do to the delivery time? Or what did it do to the, I don't know, whatever they have effects. Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of go and check what happens if you do that. Like me, when I'm ordering from Amazon, I'm like, I need three. And they're like, Oh, that's going to be two weeks now instead of tomorrow. I'm like, Oh, What if I only need two? And they're like, tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like, oh, I just figured out how many are in the warehouse. You hacked the system. I'm I'm basically, I'm anonymous at that point. Yeah. The hacking group. Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) A recent update to Tesla's website configurator reveals it is prioritizing reservations that include the $12,000 full self-driving option. At least for the Model Y and Model 3 for reservations of the Model Y in particular, delivery estimates estimates change from six months from today to two months simply by choosing the FSD add-on option while well, you're still got to get. you're still you gonna be real lucky to get a Tesla in two months. I'm just going to tell you that right now, all right. Don't get too carried away because I had a lot of delays with mine, so I don't know. I just assume it's a possibility for anyone still having waiting. Having first begun deliveries two years ago, the Tesla Model Y remains the American automaker's most recent model to reach production. Since then, it has become a pivotal EV in helping the company gain an even larger global market. share. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Model 3 estimated delivery April 2022. What? That's fast. So you get a Model 3 in April right now? Um, I guess so.
1: I guess they're cranking them out.
0: And the Model Y... Isn't coming till May, but only, like I said, if you get the, uh, the premium, the, uh, wait a second, FSD, FSD, but the other one to the left has the FSD. It says September, 2022 and they selected FSD, didn't they? Oh no, they didn't. Never mind, It's not added. You're right. Look at that. You're either getting May or September. It's a little $12,000, uh, express shipping. Did you get it? Were yours? Have you tried it? Well, because the thing was, the beta just... No, because I haven't driven it in the... Since that... You're talking about the beta?
1: Hmm. Whatever the full self-driving. Is it beta here?
0: It was. Re, it's recently beta here. So and we- I have to go in the car and select to enable it. And then it will be on a limited thing like not everyone's gonna get it right and then you get and then you're like oh cool it's active i'm part of the beta it's crazy
1: that this is just software yes and i'm guessing you can buy it at any point like after you purchase your tesla but just more expensive
0: i actually don't know what happens to the price if you buy it at a later date uh but yeah it's presumably it's software so i don't know man that's a big Cool. I don't know if you can add it later you better be sure on that because for 12, maybe someone in the comments twelve thousand dollar software are they, are, are, they, are you sure there's no s- extra sensors associated with it I don't know um but I I do feel like you're right I'm, I'm I feel curious. like I've heard in the past you can you can add it later so maybe it's just and if if in my case if I'm getting the the beta at a later date
3: hmm
0: you can cancel FSD capability subscription at any time in the Tesla app or Tesla account or the subscription model. Can I get FSD later? Tesla can increase the price for a subscription at any time, but will give, give drivers a one-month advance notice before billing them at a new rate. Owners can cancel FSD at any time, but the company won't prorate their monthly payment. So Tesla debuts an FSD subscription for 199 a month. Oh, okay.
1: That's, so you don't buy it all at once? After you get your Tesla, you want FSD, then you have to pay a subscription.
0: It's an interesting tactic. Very interesting. It's a, it's a funny angle. I guess it makes it, I guess it lets you distribute the cost. Uh-huh. But, you know, you look at the Model Y, starting at 39000 FSD looks so expensive next to that base price. It does. Jeez. Yeah, it does. A $12,000 option. And then, I mean, obviously, if you go to, like, a Model S plat or something, it's less of a percentage of the overall cost of the car. But on a Model 3, like, would you get it on a Model 3 at that price? Oh,
1: man. It would probably be, like, what, $15,000? Canadian? Canadian? Yeah,
0: you are convert to Canadian? Oh, man, I don't
1: think so. It would be so cool, but I don't think so. And it's also beta.
0: You could wait. You could definitely wait. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's interesting. Crazy. Let's not worry about it because you got the Bronco coming anyway. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, do you want to take a break? Oh no? yes, absolutely. Good idea. We'll be right back. Okay. This episode is sponsored by Audible. My God, I love Audible. I use Audible. I'm using Audible right now. I have. I am so jam packed in my life with the scheduling. I don't have the time to read the things I want to read. And if it wasn't for Audible, it would just be completely off the map. That's it, it would be over. I would read nothing. That's the level I'm at right now. I'm- The only time I have is in the car. I was telling him, I'm even trying to- I got documentaries going on in- I'm not saying I'm looking at it! Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You're listening to it. I'm trying to maximize. <laughs> yeah. And I, and one of the ways that I still feel I can, I can, uh, you know, listen to the things I want to listen to. The, the classics, the mm-hmm. news, st- whatever is because of Audible. Yep, makes it easy. So I'm pointing, I'm pointing. That screen right there, I'm pointing. Yeah. That's Audible. Uh, right yeah. now, I am listening to Animal Farm. Ooh, what's that? Uh, this is a classic, okay? And there's a couple of them on there to be aware of. This is uh, George Orwell. And I, you probably, maybe you read it in school, maybe you don't recall. I don't recall. Uh, this is about couple of animals who take over the farm they oust the farmer the farmer okay and a lot of stuff happens all right all
4: right no spoilers it
0: may it may have uh it may be commentary on some of the things that are going on in the world right now oh and have gone on in the world uh previously historically so you give it a listen. All right. Now there is a version on Audible which is dramatized. That one right there by the BBC. Mm. This is a really interesting listen. You got sound effects and, and animal sounds, and it's it's actors. Okay. But so it's fun. audio. Yeah. And it's a different way to listen to audio. But you might hate it. Like it's it, they, they have the regular version. Right. If you if you want, but you can also do a sample of the dramatized. And, and check that one out and uh, hour and 26 minutes it's 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 a, an experience okay. to say the least I'm about halfway done hour 26 right now and it it made my car very entertaining <laughs> like if I'm about to get in the car I'm like <laughs> let's see where we're at with this one but it's a classic if you haven't I'm just recommending a classic now, George or- Orwell, Animal Farm.
1: Visit audible.com slash Lou later or text Lou later to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Lou later or text Lou later to 500 500. Thanks to Audible.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Hello Fresh. Take the stress out of mealtime, just like Mo likes to do, and I like to do. When you're in a pinch, you still want to eat well. You want to eat a number of ingredients that your body needs. You can't what you do you can reach for a box of crackers in the evening. You need nutrition. You need sustenance. You gotta wake up the next day and be productive. So you might need a Monterey Jack unfried chicken or a sweet chili pork and cabbage stir fry. You might need a uh, one pan beef enchilada verde. Had that before, it's dope. Are you talking about the takeout favorite with Mexican cheese and hot crema?
4: Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. mine was with the minced turkey.
0: Delicioso, as Dora likes to say when it's on in my house. Will's always got to do it to me at the wrong time of day when I'm hungry, garlic, herb, chicken. These things are ready in like 30 minutes. Look at that, though. The spinach ricotta ravioli, only 15 minutes plus. It's calorie smart, veggie, and cook together for a little bit of romance in your life. It's HelloFresh. It's a no-brainer. You can eat these beautiful dishes without all this crazy input and shopping. My God. Shows up to your door. It's so easy to put it together. Everyone's a chef with HelloFresh.
1: HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low calorie and carb conscious options. Warm yourself up from the inside out with limited time recipes inspired by cozy classics from around the world, like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue or miso sesame, shrimp, and bacon ramen. Go to hellofresh.com slash Lulater16 and use the code Lulater16 for up to 16 free meals. That's hellofresh.com slash Lulater16 and use the code Lulater16 for up to 16 free meals. And three free gifts.
0: We're also sponsored by Codecademy. Uh, this is where you can go online and learn to learn to code. Uh, this is because you want to have a new career path or you want to enhance your current career path because you want to get in where everybody wants to be. Uh, you want to be a developer. And Willie Doo has dabbled. He's dabbled because he's a renaissance man. Mm-hmm. So you, you never know. He may throw together. He, he might be the next flappy bird. He might be the next uh, wordle. I'm building web3. He, okay. might, he might be building web 3. <laughs> and uh, look at this. if you you head over to code Academy, it can be web development, computer science, developer tools look at all the subjects, web design and all the languages. Well, you know these languages scroll up a little bit on the, on the left there. HTML and uh, CSS, Python, JavaScript, Java, SQL, uh, Ruby, C++. what's uh, what's your tool of choice there, maestro? I'll try Swift. Ooh, uh, what a name. A, a little Swift for Swift Willie Do.
4: Oh, nice.
0: Swift like a fox. Sly like a fox. Swiper, no swiping.
4: <laughs> and we've come full circle.
0: Seriously, though, uh, th- this it's like everything else. You want to do it online. All right? You don't need to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're in the comfort of your own home. Get it together. Be efficient. Click the start button. Learn HTML. Look at all the people who've taken the course. 5 over 5 million people have taken the course. Uh it tells you how long to complete. You have the prerequisites in there. Learn from home. Learn to code. Get a better job. Hey, what's holding you back now? Huh?
1: With Codecademy, learn at your own pace and get qualified for in-demand jobs. No matter what your experience level, you'll be writing real working code in minutes. Not sure where to begin? Codecademy will point you in the right direction. Join over 50 million people learning to code with Codecademy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Codecademy Pro membership when you go to Codecademy.com and use the promo code LATER. That's promo code LATER at Codecademy.com to get 15% off Codecademy Pro. The best way to learn to code. C-O-D-E-C-A-D E-M-Y
0: dot com. Promo code later. Look at that. It's like magic. We go cut to the break and then you come back and then there's Mo. Right. It's like, uh, there he is. beam me up, beam me up. And he just plops right in there. You got no microphone, Mo. No one can hear what oh, you're, right. you're saying. I got right. you. Right. Right. It's just I got you right.
4: talking to me. I'm there. I'm here.
0: And uh, what was it you wanted to say? We couldn't hear you
4: there. I was just saying, I just noticed I'm wearing the same sweater in the ad than I am. Right now.
0: Whoa. Well we shot this the same day, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mo, come on. Don't give a, don't give this away. <laughs> right, right. Jeez man. Anyway, where were you? What's going on? I was getting some work done. All right, were you actually? Of course, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got yeah. there. Yeah, no, there. I like being on the show. Yeah, you, if almost I'm not a, here. you almost jumped across and attacked. <laughs> yeah, you went. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs>
4: All right, let's get to some news, though.
0: Are you sure about that? You want to talk about where you've been? <laughs> You sure about that? Oh, I was just working on an unboxing. Rivian yeah. announces Q4 results, loses 2.4 billion, revises production to 25,000 EVs in 2022. I mean, you gotta—it's it's rough. It's rough for the Rivian. Revises
4: there. what? Is, what was it before?
0: Well, I'm saying they've been—they've been, they've been uh, changing. They've mm-hmm. been in the news. They've been back and forth. They've been going back and forth mm-hmm. because it's hard making these EVs. Uh, supply and demand, mm-hmm. production of such things. Elon mm-hmm. said it many times. He goes, "It's not the ideas. What do you think? Is the ideas? What do you think? No. We think it's the drawings. What do you think? It's the uh, ideas are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. If you got to build it. Manufacturing, uh, mm-hmm. tough man. Rivian has released its Q4 2022 earnings. Confirmed, it lost 2.4 billies during the last quarter, and it still faces significant challenges in ramping up production. The automaker revised production target." To 25,000, it plans to lose money on those. That's mm-hmm. why they try to up the, remember the price tag. Mm-hmm. And people were like, "No, thank you." They're trying to balance it They're out. Like, no, thank you. We saw that Basil's investment. Well, you can lose more. Why don't <laughs> okay. you go ahead and lose more, Rivian? <laughs> I don't know if they want to lose anymore. No, they don't. But I'm just. Who was that? I don't know. Who did it sound like? <laughs>
1: uh, disgruntled Rivian purchaser. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. <laughs> okay,
0: you yeah. nailed it. All right. Uh, The automaker revised the production target. Investors are focused on Rivian's production ramp up. They want to know, can you actually make cars? Hey, I am an investor. Can you actually make cars? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or else I'll take my investment elsewhere. Rivian confirmed it produced only 1,410 vehicles so far in 2022. Wow, those are very rare. 1,410. If you spot one of these in the wild,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. let me tell you, let me tell you, that's a rare beast. Mm. Um, We are focused on our production ramp. And are encouraged by the team's progress. This is reflected in strong recent week-over-week production rate growth, wherein our output has been constrained primarily by supplier constraints. The critical production areas of the plant, including battery module, general assembly, skateboard assembly, body shop. Mo, skateboard assembly. Go ahead. What? Skateboard
4: assembly? There's no way it says that.
0: Right there. Highlight it, Will. Go Um, ahead, Mo. What
4: is skateboard assembly?
0: Uh, Highlight it. Highlight it, well. Is no, it the,
4: like, uh...
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What Mom.
4: you would imagine the skateboard part of the car be? <laughs> the wheels and just, uh, like a bed? What? I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what skateboard assembly
0: means. <laughs> Shall we? Do no, you know? Yeah. No, he's right. He's absolutely right. I was just Oh, okay. You. You're just tricking me. I see. Yeah, I was just goofing with you. Yeah, that's exactly right. They build this skateboard, which becomes a platform for all their vehicles. Right. And then they just plug in different okay. components to it. And they it's the po- foundation. They possibly even sell it to other automakers. Make your own car on top of our skateboard. Oh,
4: so a bit of a like a skeleton?
0: It's the important well, elect- electronic components, which other companies may have difficulty... Developing or engineering, and but uh-huh. they may want to do their take on some other type of passenger vehicle. Right. But you have your uh, battery in there. You have your uh, electric motor, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. All so in this, one contained right? unit. <laughs> you yeah, nailed it. That's right. Exactly. That's right. There you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Skateboard assembly. Body shop, paint shop continued to each set record weekly production levels for Rivian. During the two trailing weeks prior to March 8th, we averaged a weekly production rate that was approximately two times the exit rate of Q4 2021. As of March 8th, we have produced 1,410 vehicles in 2022 and 2,425 vehicles since the start of production. There, so there's 2,425 Rivians in the world. Right. Presumably. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that doesn't account for promo vehicles or employee. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think it would. It's not a lot that are out there.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think they're counting every one that they made.
0: Right, Yeah, right. They're like The one in the back that barely works. <laughs> Count that, that one. <laughs> has a big scratch in it. They're like, yes, we made it. Uh, yeah, the struggles continue, man. It's not easy. Well, it's tough. It's not easy. They're going to keep bleeding money for a while. And yeah. uh, or they might have to call up Bezos again. Well, they, the, the team over there at Rivian might pick up the phone and say, Jeff, time to sell a yacht. Yeah,
1: start working on your Rockets. Come help us.
0: Um, We know you're sailing right now in the Netherlands.
1: We know you're. No, you're trapped in the
0: Rotterdam Bridge. Yeah, we know. Exactly. We know you're stuck in the harbor because your sails are too big. Yeah. But we need a couple more billies real quick. Wire some billies. We accept crypto.
1: Yeah. Can you do that real quick?
0: (laughs) We've got no problems with your crypto if you want. A rule change now allows deliveries of self-driving vehicles without steering wheels or pedals. Whoa. Ooh, the future. Is
4: there a... Pe- Whoa, that's cool looking.
0: Yeah, you're just... It's a, That's when entertainment becomes a focal point because mm-hmm. you're getting driven around all the time. Mm-hmm. You get to catch up on your flicks. You get to catch up on your tubes. You get to catch up on whatever you need to catch up on. Right. That's cool. Uh, But I guess you would need this type of change to take place. People would have to have enough confidence in self-driving systems to... Oh,
4: yeah. What if it breaks down? You don't get to manually take over. Now you're just trapped.
0: Maybe in the future, Mo, no one knows how to drive anything. And it breaks down and you call a number and you sit and wait. Mm. What
1: if no one has cars? They just rent them. Right. It's just a... Taxi Taxi service. Yeah.
0: Let me, let me, I need a capsule. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, maybe one day, but I think people like their private space.
3: Yeah.
0: Like when, like Mo oh. Mo commutes, right? Mm-hmm. He's not doing the carpooling. This no. guy, Mm-mm. he can't stand it. He also has a dog. Yeah. yeah. You can't carpool with another dog. Per- Imagine two people, two dogs carpooling. Pool? No. Down to four. Those dogs got
1: to get along
4: too. Yeah. Mm. But who doesn't get along with everybody. You're, very ta- picky.
0: you're talking about like a fight going on in the back yeah, seat. Exactly. <laughs> are you, are you you're in the like, middle. You're trying to act like nothing's happening. <laughs> like, isn't it lovely this carpooling? Right. No, I mean some people are doing it, but um, there is something about having your private space on the road, which is. I mean, well, you just bought the Bronco, man. So you know what what I'm talking right. about.
4: Owning your own car, sure. you're not going
0: to let anyone cool. in there. No. Yeah, like, you're not inviting, we're not, we're not even going to get to check it out. You're going to roll yeah, up I'll in it. it. You're going to roll yeah. up in it. I'm going to be like, hey, man, let me take a look. And the window just goes up. <laughs> Full tint. The U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has officially changed the standing rule that now creating a path for automakers to deliver self-driving vehicles without steering wheels or pedals. This is like we've seen concept cars like this in the past. Right. We've seen concept cars, Mo, where the steering wheel is actually retractable. It goes in oh, so cool. it's not bothering you right? and you're fully relaxed. And then you press a button and the steering wheel comes when out. When you
4: need it, it just comes out. Do you out. see the ha-
0: hand gesture here? I I'm love that. Reflecting hand <laughs> the hand gesture you had when you had the original question. So then <laughs> yeah. I present to you the solution with my hands. Right. <laughs> a steering column extending into the passenger compartment is taking up space and is not actually needed if the vehicle can drive itself with more and more driverless transport services being approved On U.S. roads, including Waymo in Arizona and California and Cruise in California, some tweaks to those regulations have become needed. Several companies, including GM and Tesla, have made clear that they intend to produce vehicles without steering wheels, and now they're going to be able to do it in the U.S. U.S. regulators on Thursday issued final rules eliminating the need for automated vehicle manufacturers to equip fully autonomous vehicles with manual driving controls to meet crash standards. So this lays the groundwork. This change sets the stage for these future vehicles for your future vehicle, Mo.
4: It was really cool looking.
0: No steering wheel.
4: No steering wheel, no paddle. Yeah. I don't know. It looks cool, but you'd have to like really experience to have an opinion.
0: Because you're already worried when I just put this self driving on I the know. on a Tesla Tesla plaid. Yeah. the Tesla and the wheel is just is moving or the yoke. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really
4: exhilarating
0: watching it happen, but then. But we- then if you don't even have it at all, it's not even an option for yeah. you. Now it's a stretch for Mo. Yeah, there needs to be an acceptance there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these things have to be really good for a while. And mm-hmm. then right. you're not even going to think about With it. With the like, steering wheel. You're gonna be like, the car crashing, what are you talking about? That hasn't happened since 2022. Mm-hmm. And we're in 2047 at that point. Are you going to make it to 2047, Mo? I hope so. What's the over-under?
4: <laughs> I don't know. Say it in the chat.
0: Well, I think he's going to do it. Parlay that. I think he's going to do it, Will. I think what? I think he's going to make it to 2047. I think so. That's what um, I like about him. Um, get a load of this one. I'm a, You know what? I might get a load of that <laughs> get one. Get a load of get this a, one. You know what? That's a great You'll suggestion. Yeah. Apocalypse dark horse mean looking Ford Bronco six by six uh two hundred and twenty-five inches with a stretched extra axle. Oh, you need to cancel your current order, Will. And <laughs> get this beast. Yeah. This is more <laughs> your style. This is more so cool. Uh what you what a guy like you would drive and around it has a hard town. Time. I mean, you can yeah, really Take advantage of something like this, uh, enormous tire and wheel setup. And most importantly, the uh, extra axle allowing for an extra set of tires and wheels. So now you got six, and, that, and you create an absolute unit where they replace the bumper in the front. So you have a totally different approach angle. It looks lift. I mean, it's obviously higher up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a smile it becomes territory. a pickup truck sort of too because yeah. they left it as a two, two row vehicle but then there's essentially a truck bed mm-hmm. that you get because of the extension to fit in the other tires. The, the last axle there. Mm-hmm. The team at Apocalypse Manufacturing took a new Ford Bronco and converted it into a fully functional six wheel drive vehicle. Six wheel drive, so wow. That's a lot of traction. The Dark Horse is what the company calls this mean creation because this this stallion has a mean... Sh- well. <laughs> the Dark Horse is what this company calls the mean creation because this stallion has a mean streak. <laughs> but they said mean creation and mean, mean streak. streak. Yeah, In front, the Ford Bronco 6x6 features a new bumper with a light bar in the center. And stacked lamps on each side. It also has some huge tow hooks. The upgraded suspension gives Rig a 4.0 inch lift. Okay. So we were right about that. Let's see it with the doors off. Now that's how you might spot Willie. Do I want you to picture him rolling? Picture him. Those seats look nice. Mo. Too.
1: Yeah, they changed the interior. Yeah. Mo,
4: Will up front and Otis out back. I like it.
1: Picture
0: him, Mo.
4: I'm excited to see Will in this. Pick easy.
0: <laughs> Will, easy. you're doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see Will in this.
4: Why you got to do that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did it, not me. Technically, you're right. Um, Will. Yeah, go ahead, Will. How much? I mean, I'm going to pay $200,000 for this or what? What's this thing cost? Um, I don't know.
1: I'm just looking at the pictures. Um, you say two hundred thousand? Uh, no, I, I don't know I, if it's on sale.
0: I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna sell it. Well, I mean, what else are they gonna do with it? I, I presume you just, wouldn't go through all this work just for a one of one, would you? Yeah. Oh, that's it. They do a lot of modifications. Oh, okay. I thought for sure that they would uh, show it off in car shows. Well, if you mm-hmm. pay them enough, they'll build it for you. Because there's right. a an- there's another company that uh, Hennessy has done. Yeah. Uh, Setups in the past, yeah. yeah, they've done lots of builds. So I just figured, oh, there you go. Here we have prices. The builds from Apocalypse Manufacturing include the Ram TRX based Warlord for two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. The Jeep Gladiator Gladiator based Hellfire mm, doesn't say a price there. No price. Uh, oh, there we go. The company said this build starts at three ninety nine. Whoa. Whoa. Why 399 if the TRX is 250 Click on the TRX model.
4: Of the extra wheel
0: No no, the TRX warlord is going to have the same thing, right? Yeah. Oh whoa. and that's 250. So I wonder why it's so much more complex. I guess uh, yeah well,
1: yeah for double the price. I
0: don't know. Mm. That's a tough one. They do it you, you see the Jeep one that they do to the gladiator as well. But oh yeah, let's look at that one. It's there. I think that uh, yeah, there you go. The Hellfire. Oh, that looks like Whoa. Mad Max Punisher. Exactly, it's got that Will, Punisher that front like- end. I am Will. Can you huh? park that? No, are you going to be able to park that?
1: Well, it would be like as long as a what an RV or something.
0: Uh, let's see the uh, that's Sprinter that I have. I think is uh, just under twenty feet. Mm-hmm. so not that long I don't think you're quite that long at this point I don't think you can live in there ah you could whatever Do you, a, <laughs> you can live anywhere It's I mean, depending on the climate right I think you could do winter camping in the back of any of these Will and you could create a YouTube channel and it would be all types of ambience and crackling and um, winter camping yeah the dark horse yeah cool very cool Grimes is facing a ton of backlash for saying that billionaire Elon Musk lives below the poverty line because they live in a very insecure $40,000 house and he won't wouldn't even get a new mattress. Like, bro wouldn't even get a new mattress. Bro does not live like a billionaire. Bro lives at times below the poverty line to the point where I was like, Can we not live in a very insecure $40,000 house? Can we not live? Yeah. Oh, can we not live? Can we not live in this Mm -hmm. very insecure $40,000 house? I think that was a joke, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a joke. People took it very seriously. Uh, Well, he is the richest man in the world at times. And what? if you recall, do you recall the bear mm. joke from yesterday that Moe was mm-hmm. pissed off about? Okay, mm. well. He said, you know what, <laughs> Moe said, you know what, this is elitist.
4: <laughs> That's exactly what
0: I said. Uh, no, the people in the report said that it was elitist. And so to joke about, let's say, the poverty line at all in reference to the world's richest man, you can see, Will, how some people might not love it. Yeah. Can you see it, Will? I can see it. Will. (laughs) I mean, when people say I'm a class traitor, that is not an inaccurate description. I was deeply from the far left, and I converted to being essentially a capitalist Democrat. A lot of people are understandably upset. Uh, I don't... (sighs) I get it. Apparently, he's really living in this house. If you care about uh, the details Mm -hmm. apparently he's really living in this house and he's turning into a bit of a minimalist selling off um, a bunch of assets maybe he's waiting
1: for his new mansion to be built right beside starbase oh is he no i'm just saying i don't think he is but we're kind of just assuming that he lives in the 40k house forever
0: well listen in texas I mean, I highly doubt he's going to do it forever, but for a person who really wants to focus on their work, you can almost understand the pull towards a really minimalist kind of setup, which wouldn't have too many distractions, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't have too much maintenance. It would be like the simplest form possible Uh, easy to clean, maintain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like if you could just wake up and see everything in the whole place, there is something about that. That's weirdly attractive. And you don't have to be the richest person in the world to think about it. I think the trouble is that for him, it's a selection. He has the option. He could have a country if he wanted or an Island or multiple mansions or whatever. And he still probably visits plenty of lavish places and he still flies a private jet. And so what it's really about is abilities and people get resentful when they don't have the choice to have the mansion or the minimal uh, box house, but they're forced into the, the, their their limitation determines that they would be in the box house. And then they would say, well, screw this guy for, for, uh, or sorry, screw this girl for joking yes. about the place where I've spent the last 20 years or whatever and haven't had much luck to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Also, it's the bro thing is kind of interesting to me. The uh, multiple references to him being bro, which is, I mean, I guess it's not her husband, -husband, ex-husband, whatever. The the father of her children Mm -hmm. is also known as bro. Now, I've never been referenced in such a way uh, Even by, by friends, by the mother of my children. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I would react. Right, <laughs> it might be interesting, <laughs> but it, I probably wouldn't be into it. <laughs> I'm just coming gonna, home, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to get that out there. Now, no, not that I care,
3: uh-huh.
0: right? Whatever works. Uh, or I mean, it's you know, people have their own uh, ways, right? Sure. Of uh, you know. Uh, whatever they like. Mm -hmm. But it was the amount of bros as well. It was bro does not live like a billionaire. Bro lives at times below the poverty line. Mm
4: -hmm. It's a lot of bro.
0: But also there's sarcasm in this. I'm eating peanut butter for eight days in a row. Do you think it's a kind of like poverty tourism? Mm. Like
4: from her perspective or from Elon's?
0: Do you know what I'm saying right now? Is that it's entertaining to them because it's not actually their reality. It's temporary and they right. know it. Right. I I think this might
4: be Elon's reality. Hasn't he been many times been stated like having really small places that he lives in?
0: No, no. He's been back and forth. I mean, he's had yeah. mansions. and uh, oh, Maybe.
4: Okay. Then maybe you're right if he's doing a lot of bouncing back and forth I, I every time i read about it he's like got a new smaller house
0: that's been that's just a recent thing that happened yeah uh as well as moving to texas sort of limiting his uh la lifestyle right things like that but yeah obviously people don't like it I means buzzfeed news they don't like it mm-hmm. uh the t- people on twitter they don't like it is anyone going to break the news to Grimes that being cheap is not the same thing as being in poverty? Oh my god! Yeah. Well. Well, it's definitely. I mean, you. Life I life guess. Life. I guess you're. I guess you are explaining that to her. <laughs> in your tweet. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's weird the way people write on social media.
4: Right. Like as if somebody needs to get in touch. <laughs>
0: People, there's such a way to it, right? Mm -hmm. An accepted way. And then everyone adopts that rule set of how to communicate on social media that everything is snarky. Everything. Mm. Everything. In real life, snarkiness is not even that prevalent. There's a lot of stupid stuff and uh, crappy combinations of words that just suck for a variety of other reasons. But the default status on Twitter is like, don't write it unless it's got some snark to it. Now you've completed mm-hmm. Tweed School 101. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I believe the news has been broken to Grimes that you don't like her thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some follow up on that. Sure. Yeah a uh, uk orders shutdown of illegal bitcoin cash points financial watchdog has written to providers of britain's 81 cryptocurrency atms Ooh. have you i mean you haven't tried to use one right no but it's actually now that you've said that i almost want to just as a fact finding mission
1: mm-hmm. cuz
0: they were they're were, they were, they're out there and people must be using them who mm-hmm. Someone needs to figure this out.
4: Yeah, I don't know who who their target audience is for something like this. Who's like buying Bitcoin or taking out Bitcoin on the street? I think it's older
0: people. Older people that just sort of in the peripheral
1: mm, okay.
4: got the
0: Bitcoin so news.
1: What this, what's this Bitcoin I keep hearing about? Right, and ATM's I'm going to put is
0: very- $5. <laughs> is that your old man right there? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exactly like me. <laughs> it's just you but a bit older? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a tiny like a week older. Yeah. Future will. <laughs> what is this older. Bitcoin about? Or uh, I've seen them, like even here. No, in here town. really. Yeah, yeah, man. What? know I haven't you.
4: seen them. I'll take you right now. All right. Well, after the show.
0: I'll take you right now. <laughs> I'll see you later, everybody. I'm going to the Bitcoin ATM real quick. Uh, my understanding is it's just they're 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 kind of. They're not a scam completely but they are not
4: um efficient.
0: Like uh, a, you're getting you're paying a lot for the convenience 15. of using the ATM over some other method. Yeah, I figured that. I wonder if that's what this about is about. The machines allow users to exchange cash for Bitcoin but have scant security checks. Oh, that's what the issue is. Especially for smaller amounts and none of their providers are licensed. This has led to concerns they could be used for money laundering. Prompting the FCA to act. Dirty money in, clean money out. We have warned operators of crypto ATMs in the UK to shut their machines down or face enforcement action. Crypto ATMs offering crypto asset exchange services in the UK must be registered with us and comply with UK money laundering regulations. There's a lot more regulation as far as crypto. You had Biden talking recently about it. Mm -hmm. The UK is using the word. We're concerned about crypto ATM machines operating in the UK and will therefore be contacting the operators instructing that the machines be shut down or face further action. Uh, They're going to want more identity checks, I guess. They're going to want it to operate more like a bank machine. And that sort of kills the vibe for the crypto thing and then I guess it will drive more people to look for alternative means outside of the physical ATM locations. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's interesting that we want it to fit the old format or that some people, there's some degree of comfort in that. Right. And Getting quick cash. It would be curious to experiment with one of them and see uh, how they work. Yeah. It makes me laugh when Americans think we use metric in the UK. No, we use an ungodly mishmash of imperial and metric that makes no sense whatsoever. Canada does this too. Mm-hmm. Fuel drives me up the wall. It drives you up the wall.
1: We had this conversation a while ago. No, it was a long, long time ago. I understand. About metric versus imperial i
0: know and you're hitting you're hitting me with it now <laughs> yeah. and honestly the last conversation we six had six months later yeah yeah <laughs> i know it like, so long. i want oh you God. to recall but I'll, I'll paraphrase the conversation was about measurement systems and how some are more uh accurate precise but precise yeah But others are more visual in the sense that you can have a quick reaction to a particular volume or distance. Easy to digest. Or because you can, there's a kind of uh, analogy in them, Mm -hmm. which would be where you could uh, physically perceive it more easily. Like a foot. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe a foot. Like a literal foot. Maybe a foot is an example, like, or a barrel, a barrelful. I mean, it's ridiculous right. when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Barrels of oil. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous when you hear it. You can visualize But you it. immediately visualize it. Yeah. Whereas the measurement... is
1: like 500 liters. It just might yeah. not
0: yeah. yield the same kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this because it's not as simple as the argument being that more precision is always better faster understanding in certain circumstances right. might be more important than precision. So there's arguments. Yeah.
1: And my argument ahead. is that we should just adopt one
0: instead of having a mishmash. Yeah, but if, and your argument, everybody has that argument. That's yeah. the, the right. pri- primary argument. Sure. But your, your point
4: is that they both have really good strength.
0: No, no, no it's that, but it's also that if it were going to be one, it already would be one. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That it w- we, everyone would if have... If there
4: was a clear answer, we would have picked, is what you're saying? Or adopted? Or,
0: or, or, or that... Or that eh, I mean, maybe this, this doesn't always occur, mm-hmm. but this has gone on long enough now mm-hmm. that it appears to me that these uh, merits that I'm talking about are at least effective enough to maintain this, uh, Stranglehold. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that way forever, Mm -hmm. but it is the way that it is right now. And the vast, by the way, the vast majority of the world is metric. Yeah. The vast majority of the world was like, yeah,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: you guys are nuts. Mm. Uh, but it's all tied up in culture and history and yes, language and uh, so, uh, You can imagine how ridiculous it would be to convert like a foot Mm -hmm. to some language. What would the, how would you even name the measurement? Like barrels of oil elsewhere in the world where they have a different word for barrel. Right. Now you have different words for measurements everywhere you go because you're really worried about this visual component. Like it works regionally, but Mm -hmm. globally or for international trade, it's a bit ridiculous. Mm -hmm. A bunch of cultures or languages are saying barrel. You follow where I'm going here? Yeah, a little bit. It's not numbers. It's language now. Yeah. So speed might be helped, but only in places where reaction to that language is immediate. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Here's
1: a list of uh, certain measurements in the UK that they use that has both metric and imperial
0: um, fuel liters, fuel efficiency, miles per gallon, long distance on roadside uh, miles, short distances, meters, but called yards. Oh, but they have stones. If, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for weight. <laughs> they have stones. Yes. I know. It seems ridiculous when you say it. Right. But actually once you've developed it and I'm not, I've never used stone for anything, but once mm-hmm. you develop it and you have a visual representation in your mind of what a stone is. Right. And someone says, how heavy is that? And he goes, "Mm, it's about 12 stones. Right. And you just immediately Mm -hmm. know roughly what that is. He
1: goes into, or this uh, user goes into deep uh, language. So like how far away something is, is converted into miles. Really? But how far you ran yesterday is converted into kilometers. Yeah, people
0: like KMs for runs because they... Yes. Because it's a higher number. I don't know actually why... (laughs) Uh, I would like that if I went for a run. I mean, maybe because running is competitive and the international standard matters there. Oh, okay. Uh, Right? Like I I did a 5K run. Mm -hmm. But when Um, somebody
4: asks you how far something is, do you tell them in distance or in time?
0: It depends what the question is. Do you mean to drive to to a place? You would say time, Mm -hmm. usually. It's about 20 minutes away uh I'm, oh, I, that's, that's what i would do that's
2: yeah.
1: right and there's military time as well oh my that God. we are going not the, everyone uses yeah i would say the majority uses like a 12 hour yeah time.
0: which there's another example where like why
4: it's pretty popular in uh europe military time oh is it yeah yeah
0: so oh. but there's another one what is the point of that like what and yeah, again i, I think well are, it's uh, even more precise advantages and mm. disadvantages yeah. right advantages and disadvantages
1: So the top uh, uh, commenter says that there's difference in pints. Even when people use it, uh, the measurement pint is different in the U.S. than it is in the U.K. Yes, precision
0: suffers massively in this scenario. Uh, What you decide to call a pint is open to interpretation, apparently. (laughs) Apparently. You got this glass. I think of a glass. Bar. Yeah, but they're saying in in the U.S. and the U.K., they're different. Um, Eight pints in the U.S. is six pints in the U.K.
1: (laughs) And this whole thread is people just kind of uh, talking about their stories and measurements. And uh, they all collectively agree that it's really confusing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a huge disadvantage to having these things be regional at all. Um, but yeah we' this it's hanging in there man it's hanging in there for now yeah uh just a quick update. it goes beyond that by the way, because you have tools and stuff that are that are would be one system or the other so people are actually actively invested in you have cars and car parts and bolts and yes it's not not snapping your fingers and undoing all of that no 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 dr disrespect settles his lawsuit with twitch we haven't talked with uh disrespect in a while no not in a long time we still don't know why he was banned well probably part of the settlement is you will never talk about why you were banned sir so he tweeted about it um maybe yesterday Moving on, I have resolved my legal dispute with Twitch. No party admits to any wrongdoing. Doctor Disrespect signed. That's a weird. I know that is that legal? That's not legal. Uh, but why be is his it on, real name? Why is it on? I guess it's just a picture. Yeah, but why is it on top of a stack of what looks like a bunch of cards that look the that same? His,
1: has his logo? Twi- uh,
4: There's
0: Twi- are many questions on this uh, picture. They're lawsuits together. Yeah, I it's guess not like a contract. I guess he just took a piece of it and made it look pretty, Sure. which is fine. Um, uh, he was banned back in June 2020. I feel like a lifetime ago. A year later, he launched a legal action over his ban, saying that the loss of his Twitch channel not only impacted him financially, but also did serious reputational damage. It's all water under the bridge now, though. Disrespect and Twitch are friends again. I don't know about friends. Is he going back to the platform? No. Well, that would I be don't think so. friendly. To, that would be friendly if that was yeah. to be the case. If yeah. uh, he was going back there, really bury the hatchet. <clears throat> bury the hatchet. Wow, that's a, such a saying. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go go in the back and bury the hatchet. Yeah. Damn. That's uh. It's 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 like the hatchet that I was what gonna use against you. Jeez. Uh huh. Right? I don't know. I mean, maybe it it must mean something else. but Or maybe it just means that. I feel like it might be that. Like, I was looking up the... We were talking about the bulldog thing earlier. Like, you know why they're called bulldogs? Oh, that's why. You know what I mean? Wait, what did you find out? About the hatchet or the bulldog? The bulldog. Bulldog. Bull baiting. Remember I told you... Oh, right. You told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bulldog would be trying to tackle the bull. It would be a sport. They'd be gambling and Mm -hmm. try to breed a dog that can wrap its face around a bull. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why? And yeah, but isn't it crazy? You get this origin story that, and yet the word exists in your brain with no context. Mm-hmm. It's bulldog we're talking about. It's bulldog. Mm-hmm. Seen a bulldog?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? But yeah. at no point is it discussed. It's like time eliminates the description that a yeah, word can just be long enough. A word can be so permanent in the culture mm-hmm. that it's just, and I don't, I don't know why that is, even when it's so descriptive, like you should say, why is it called that?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Why is it called Right. What do you down? have? You have a
0: German shepherd. Why is it a shepherd?
4: And why is it German?
0: Well, I know why it's German and, why? and I know why it's, and I know why it's a shepherd. So do you. Mm-hmm. Is a herding dog exactly? So it actually is a shepherd.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Not Kovu though. No, Kovu. Real... Oh well, I mean he, <laughs> he likes to play. Okay, I maybe mean, he's not a <laughs> shepherd, but he probably could have been. Uh-huh. If from day one. Yeah. No.
4: Absolutely. You seem skeptical.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't he's know, a I weird know. one, that guy. <laughs> okay. Bury bury the hatchet in an American English idiom meaning to make peace. Yeah, the phrase is an allusion to the figurative or literal practice of putting away weapons. At the cessation of hostilities among or by Native Americans in the eastern United States, because they would be carrying, I guess, a hatchet. Let's bury the hatchet. We're, we're going to put our arms down. We're going to no longer be in conflict. It was what I thought. So Will's talking about burying hatchets now.
1: Yeah, that's the one-week-old me. One week <laughs> <forward>. <laughs> Right, right, right. The future, Will. The wise, Will.
4: <laughs> Love well, it.
0: Why is he in the future?
4: Well, because of the previous story, he was he did the old man voice, it was yeah, it was Will. so old
0: man. Will is uh, a week from now is bearing hatchets exactly. Mm. He's
4: wise,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs>
1: try to make a funny
0: and then uh... Super Nintendo World is opening in Universal Studios Hollywood in 2023. Oh, we saw the one in yeah, Japan, the one in it was Japan. so cool looking. What is this? Uh, it's like a, a theme park. Oh, cool! It is a theme park. It's not right, like yeah. a theme park. It is a theme park. It opened in Japan. It was delayed because of COVID. It was a disaster, mm. but people were kind of trying to get spy looks of it. Yes, and so they would Line be like drones, or across on a bridge, mm. or they try to get to a high point and mm-hmm. get their camera in there. And it was it looked like a video game because everything is cartoonish, mm-hmm. like every element of the world. So you would see a video clip from far away, and it just looks like it looks like Super Nintendo is happening except in the war, in in life. Is this it?
1: Yes. This is the render.
0: Oh my god, you weren't kidding So that it's looks very like vibrant.
4: Oh, this is a render though.
0: Yeah, but it would look like No, this. he can find Will Will can find a good clip if you want it. I do want it. How badly?
4: <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> I wanna see this. Well, you know, I like uh I love Mario.
0: I'm yeah. a big Nintendo guy. So big, this big is, Mario guy. You right? could
4: you could catch me here.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, click on that one, Will. This is just a picture, but uh, from an aerial photo. Where, Where am it? I? Uh...
4: Which one is he? Oh, that one. Uh,
0: Where are you? Birds, earth, right? yeah, go ahead, click on one. it. Yeah, that's real life. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's better when the stuff is moving around, mm-hmm. if you can get a short video clip.
4: That's sick. So you just... Uh... Can you
0: get a short video clip, Will? Uh... Or are you worried about copyright or something? Um. Maybe this one. Just as long, just scrub it. Just scrub it. I guess. Spoiler warning. Oh God. Okay, maybe (laughs) don't. I don't know. Okay, you're spoiling it now. Maybe get out of here.
2: That's. I I was thinking more
0: when the original story broke. It was just kind of spy video Mm -hmm. where you could see it running and them doing their testing. Uh, of their different attractions, i'm not really looking for somebody walking through the venue because then that does spoil it big time but i guess it's it's a huge content it is category now because like i was we were doing the phone that uh, video at the back there the Mm -hmm. recent video and then Mm -hmm. i'm seeing the jurassic park ride And I'm like, wait, doesn't that spoil it for the person that goes on the ride?
4: Right, right. I remember we were talking about this.
0: And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I guess you can watch it and just get more excited and go. But Mm -hmm. so much of it is about surprise. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I guess they're going to open one closer than Japan, which might work out for you, Mo. The immersive land will be a visual spectacle of vibrant colors and architecturally Architectural ingenuity located within a newly expanded area of the theme park featuring a groundbreaking ride and interactive areas to be enjoyed by the whole family. Themed shopping and dining will enhance the experience. Oh, you can get the Super Mario food as well, Mo.
4: Mm. What do you think their food Yeah,
0: exactly. What is it? They don't have any mushrooms? food in that uh, universe.
4: No, they got the mushrooms, right? The, the mm-hmm. evil mushrooms things.
0: So, what it would be? And, and evil they have mushrooms. turtles as well. You eat the turtles?
4: I'm Listen, I'm just naming characters in. The- <laughs> no, I mean, they gotta do like, it's gotta be like
0: pizza and burgers. Of and course, they gotta yeah. find a Kids. way to do it that the way.
4: Pizza, pop, and chips, never leaving.
0: <laughs> From being able to play real life Mario Kart to playing live action Mario video game courses, there appears to be something Whoa. for everyone. When it opened in Japan, they had large crowds. Super Nintendo was able to open. With great success. It's interesting that it's Super Nintendo World and not Nintendo World. Uh, Anyway, it's currently under construction at Universal Studios Orlando. All right. You just got to go to Orlando. Well, that's not really that big of a deal. Okay. I feel like you can get there. All right. Mm. Smart excavator can be operated using simple video game motion controls. So you don't even need to sit in it. Speaking of, uh, well, not quite autonomous, but remote. At least. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. It's movement-based. Oh, so you become
4: the claw. You are the claw. <laughs> this is like a villain in some movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some Spider-Man in the future. Wow, uh,
4: this is really cool tech.
0: You could do this, Mo. This is fun.
4: I could be that guy.
0: Uh, all of a sudden now... As fun as operating heavy machinery looks, complex machines like excavators require trained or skilled operators to get the job done quickly mm-hmm. and safely. But as the pool of trained operators continues to retire and diminish, the future of construction might be machinery upgraded with robo- robotic smarts so they're as easy to operate as playing a video game. Mm. Wow! Uh, it's a, a motion control similar, I guess, to like, a, well, they were referencing a Nintendo Wii, but a lot of VR games have motion controls right, right. like this now. But, yeah, you can drive it. You can use the wow. claw. I guess driving, you could just walk. Wireless joystick harness. This one's cool. That's like flying a jet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In this case, the remote aspect, I wonder when that becomes important. Like, you could be in a maybe a delicate environment. You wouldn't want to put a person as well. Mm-hmm. Right. If I was thinking
4: rescue w- missions.
0: Okay. Like if somebody fell in a cave. I don't know if you ever really rescue with the claw.
4: No, no, no. I wouldn't use this exact, but I'm saying they can apply this technology. The claw
1: is here to save you. (laughs) (laughs) Rifts off a leg. Like, oh, my goodness.
0: Embrace the claw. It is your savior. (laughs) I'm scared of claw. Okay. (laughs) No, yeah, no, no. And I'm saying if you were digging where there used to be a gas station or something. Right. A potential... Uh, or toxic, um, radioactive or, material. Or material. You can send one of these in to go and dig and look at what's under the surface. Or, or man, not to get too dark, but like landmines and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you have a, a, a right. something that previously used to be a war zone. Ooh.
4: Yeah. When I was at Vimy Ridge, they had uh, <laughs> uh, fences blocking off areas. And there's still active landmines here. Good lord! So don't go. I thought
0: they tried to get rid of landmines as far as warfare. They're like we they got rid of a lot of. They're the like landmines. we don't do that anymore. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. I saw a video, a clip um, in Ukraine. This guy from Ukraine was just holding a mine and just putting it off the road. Oof. And he was. He had a uh. cigarette too. <laughs> it was perfect Perfect. i don't know if it's real or (laughs) fake but it was just so nonchalant Mm -hmm. this
0: guy was just like a random you know what ends up happening in these places is it just becomes a part of life you just it becomes normal to people this idea of tanks being around and i'm not saying it's normal yet but you hear people that have been in these environments like uh
4: you become desensitized. My grand, my
0: grandfather, for example, it's like mm. oh, and then my brother picked up a grenade he found, and I'm just like oh my god, oh, yeah, it's,
1: holy cow. <laughs> it's like you're experiencing him holding the grenade. No, right it's there. just,
0: it's just, it's just. I think obviously, whenever there's those personal terms that you can reflect on, or someone can yeah. tell a personal story about an exposure, it just changes. That's why uh, yesterday we're talking about Lex Friedman looking for people actually in right. Ukraine and Russia and trying to have conversations with them. Mm-hmm. It just adds so much texture to it and ability to, to, to feel it more, more properly or more the weight of it more substantially. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would imagine this thing, if it's treated like a video game, it would actually be um, easy to control. Like if a gamer would get a hold of this, maybe mm. they would do their job even better right because they're just so used to mm-hmm. i don't know vr controls sure yeah like like tra-
0: drone pilots right now the training okay. uh would be more intuitive yeah and maybe even the machinery would change shape eventually if the controls were different mm-hmm. you could make a smaller piece of machinery without needing to have a seat on it even yeah yeah one in a million, five-legged lamb born at Northumberland Farm. Five legs on the lamb. Yes. One in a million, born on twenty-two, two twenty-two. In a twist of fate, the lamb, who is yet to be given a name, was born in a set of triplets. So it's a it's a set of triplets, and then one lamb in with the triplets has five legs. Wow, that is super rare. I bet a lot of people are gonna come check this out now. They're gonna go to the to the farm. So it's like uh just describing it for people listening. The leg is sort of in the shoulder section, the extra leg is in the shoulder area of the little lamb. Cute little lamb here. <laughs> very cute. It <Look> is <laughs> very cute. Little cute face. little lamb here. Scroll to the end for more. It's interesting that everybody got dogs than they could have got lambs. Mm. Yeah. Hey? I feel like like uh, a lamb is pretty cute. It does have. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it it probably doesn't really want to be indoors. Like I think the lamb likes to be outdoors. Right. right. But I don't know yeah, how much a, a lamb dog the dog likes you, to be outdoors. Yeah, protection. Have you seen the type of dogs people got going on? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not about protection anymore. <laughs> and I'm sure some people got lambs. You know, pet pigs is a thing. Yeah. Usually, you get the small pig. They're mm-hmm. smart. hmm Yeah. You get the. The, is there a name for it, that type of pig? I can't even remember now. A pet pig is like a. I want to say piglet. No, piglet's just a baby pig. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, man. People trying to get the people really like the pets.
4: <laughs> They're cute.
0: They like the pets. Like, well, I bet mm-hmm. you, you could find a, you could go on Kijiji. I bet you right now there's pigs for sale. Oh yeah, te- teacup pigs. Oh teacup? oh, teacup pigs. Yeah, they're really small. Juliana pig, uh, potbelly pigs that are tiny in size. Uh, oh God, that's terrifying. Huh? What? The Malnutrition picture? and are often falsely advertised as miniature. They're just starved. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. Well, who governs these things? Yeah, I don't know. Who overlook? Who overlooks these things? Mo.
4: That's unfortunate.
0: It's also uh, I mean that's a pig right there. <laughs> you know what else is crazy is is, is, is it, like that you got wild pigs and they survive, right, right? Yeah. You got wild pigs out there. They grow horns. Like let's get a look at a wild pig. Compare like hog to a pet. Like it's a range to it, right? Mm-hmm. You got that little cute little piglet, and then you got this guy. And this guy not
1: horns. Sorry, they have uh tusks.
0: This guy That's
4: that's a scary looking thing. Which
0: right? guy? Top right? Yeah, with the tusk. You wanna see the tusk on it? Bo, you run into a group of these? Mm-mm. I'm <laughs> running. <laughs> it's crazy how furry they get in the wild mm-hmm. versus domesticated. Right. And it looks lean.
4: Oh, it looks baby. like he could pick up some speed
0: there. Oh, baby. For sure. No messing around. Yeah, they get the tusk going. It's crazy.
4: Still with the nose though. Still with the classic. Yeah, still with the nose.
0: (laughs) Still with the classic. (laughs) Classic nose. Yeah, they still got the classic. But anyway, you guys tell me if you had to have a pet that wasn't a dog or a cat, what would it be? Go ahead, Will. Um
1: maybe low maintenance. Mm. A fish or a lizard or something? People I always wanted
0: an aquarium. Aquarium? Mm. Yeah, that's with relaxing. basic fish. That's relaxing. Yeah. The the water. With the water filter yeah. running. Yeah. Kind of want one of those right now. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we can get an aquarium. No, it's a,
0: there is maintenance to it. He says there no maintenance, maintenance. It's maintenance to it. Everybody I've known who had an Minimal. aquarium, they're like, I got to check on the aquarium. Well, Dave 2D, right? He's got an aquarium. But I don't know. I never asked him about his aquarium. I'm going to ask him. But there are just people I've known in the past. When I was growing up, they're like, I got to go home and check on the aquarium. We got to get Dave back on the show. What are you checking on? Mm -hmm. But they got to, I don't know. There's some maintenance to it. You can't just leave it. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's not to the extent of Otis. Like this guy has high maintenance. Look at him over there. Look at hey. him over there. You don't even know hey. what you don't even know what he's doing. Come over here. <laughs> Just roaming don't do around. That. Yeah. Don't like, destroy things. He's like, I do whatever I want over here. I'm yeah. high maintenance. Uh so do you go for okay, so do you go for pig or lamb? Mm. Me? You can you get a pig or a lamb as a pet. I'm gonna go lamb. Wow. I'll go with pig. Interesting. I'll All go right. with we've, pig. Well, we've figured everything out here today. Some people get into the dangerous pets they would have like a like leopard or something. Oh, you mean, okay, mm. yeah. yeah some <laughs> oh people my, really oh <laughs> my God. Scary. Oh my God. The way those move about. Yeah. All right, last one. Speaking of pets, baby girl tries to convince a giant husky to go for a walk and it is the cutest event ever of all time. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Will. Is this clip licensed to some giant I, media company? No. Oh. Life with Malamutes. Oh, okay, channel. so hmm. we can just shout them out. Go check it out. So do we get volume here? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah are you going to give volume. us
3: volume too? Yeah.
1: Uh, wow. So it's just a cute How little you know girl any? that's uh, walking that that's her giant husky heavy. or malamute. And just oh. around the house. Yeah, she says, come on. It's very, uh, very nice. Come on. And <laughs> the malamute is letting her, you know, I stay Just walking he with her.
4: So much. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> oh, it's cute when she's talking to him.
0: You know what? The uh, very calm dog. Very, very. Calm. Calm. Malamutes are calm. Very calm dog. Yeah. Just enjoying the walk. I like this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta I'm have a ton. It. You have to have a ton of trust in the well. dog Hold it with two hands. Yeah. to not just drag the two-year-old. But the dog at this point is a little bit older and very calm. And she's and, learning as well. And, to... and it appears yeah, to I'm not be an issue. So. Yeah. Like, what if the dog saw a rabbit right yeah. now or something? And started booking it. But, but they must know the dog well yeah. enough at Snow's this. Snows gone, I know
1: it will come back tonight when we're sleeping. Snow will come. We've got a severe weather
4: Look volume. at the
0: concern. Snow's gone. <laughs> What's going on here? Snow's gone. Oh, it's so adorable. Yeah, well look, man, in the look at the end of the title. You know, go end for end a walk day. exclamation and then brackets. Of course. Cutest, cutest ever, ever. Two exclamation points. It's not wrong. And um, wait, uh please. they've delivered on that. There we Absolutely. Go. Which way we go now? Cutest ever. Good way? job, Malamute, on uh the calm factor yeah taking care of your
3: oh.
0: i feel like that dog by the way would probably just doesn't even really need a leash I'm not gonna no. lie yeah. he's he just roaming around pretty chill regardless but uh, nonetheless uh this is uh february 6 2022 so there's a little mm-hmm. glimpse into a spot on earth where a two-year-old in a malamute they're uh they've got a they've got a bond going on and there's plenty of bonds out there and we don't want to forget that as we get uh bombarded by stories and segments and information there's still bonds out there mo looking at you mo yeah you got some bonds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about stocks and bonds, right? Okay, well then, you know I got that for sure. Talking about real. <laughs> Financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Mo got the last word today? Damn. That's oh, tough. thanks everybody for joining. Uh, thanks everyone for bonding. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that I am not the cutest ever Malamute. <laughs> okay. So I fully appreciate the fact that uh, you've that des- they stuck around. That you decided to be here today mm-hmm. and uh, that we spent this time together. Yeah. And we'll see you on Monday. Mm-hmm. Later.